What is up, guys? Welcome to the WAN Show! We're remote again! Luke, we're remote again! I'm so sorry. What is going on? We're gonna do in-person- I'm sick this time. We're gonna yeah, do in-person WAN Show. to be the week back. Eventually. I'm, uh, I'm under the weather. Eventually, yeah. but we're yeah. keeping the streak alive. It's been Linus yeah. and Luke hosting the WAN Show for over two years running now. Haven't missed a Let's Friday. Because the truth is, we make fun of you guys for having nothing better to do on a Friday than watch WAN Show, but like- <laughs> The reality is, we don't have anything better to do either. We're all here. We're all here. <laughs> We've got a lot of great topics for you guys today. Um, at least half of them are about mistakes we've made. I want to talk a little bit about what went on with our RTX 4080 coverage. Also, there's been um, some complaints about service from the LTT store. We've got some updates for you guys there. Uh, the other bad news you guys might not care about. It might actually be funny to you if Alex's reaction is anything to go by, but Luke and I have officially gone ARC. And you know what they say, once you go ARC, you never go back. To arc again. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Do you want to do a headline topic too? I kind of took most of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that is legitimately most things. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet plagued by performance issues. It's actually crazy. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's wild. And I have some. I have some takes. Um, also, the Doom Eternal soundtrack allegations are crazy. Yeah, like. Like really wild, and uh, Bethesda slash IDsoft's response to it is also wild. Like, yeah. The whole thing is wild. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, let's roll that intro. Drives. Why don't we jump right into our first topic of the day, the RTX 4080 launch. So the 4080 is one and a half times faster than the 3080 10 gig for a 71.42% price increase. So $700 to $1,200. Meanwhile, the 4090 is 1.6 to 1.7 times faster than the 3090, sometimes more, for a 6.7% price increase, $1,500 to $1,600. Um... The issue with this is that the 4080 still sold out on day one, though we don't know how many NVIDIA shipped. And I think that where there's a bit of a disconnect between us and the community on the coverage of this card is that a lot of people feel that we didn't go after NVIDIA hard enough for the pricing of the RTX 4080. I think that's a valid criticism. I think that we could have made more noise about it, but having debriefed with the team um, after the fact, like, you know, obviously after we released the video, after we saw the comments from people, uh, there's a few things that I want to, I definitely want to address. So first of all, the, the idea that we are paid NVIDIA shills is just um, stupid. Uh, that's like, that's, a, that's all I can really say about it. Uh, not only has NVIDIA not sponsored us to do anything in ever since the uh, the controversy with Hardware Unboxed, um, they they have not so much as said a word to me personally. If you think for a second that with the way that we call out NVIDIA when they do something wrong, that we are somehow in their back pocket, 
I have no idea what to tell you. I just, I can't anymore. Uh, that's it. That's my final word on the subject. That I, I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you. Um, you're confused. Okay. You hurt yourself in your confusion. So that's not what happened. What happened was a couple of things. A, we did call out the pricing, but it was towards the end of the video. And that, that's our bad because we should know better. We know that by the end of the video, even a really good, really engaging video, you know, lots of great comments, really good like-dislike ratio, you know, every indicator we possibly have. People are tweeting at us, I love that video. Um, even a really good video is lucky to have 60 to 70% of the viewers who started watching it still watching by the kind of the conclusionary statement. And part of it is that is just an attention span thing. And part of it is that uh, Austin, Austin Evans actually described it to me the best way that I think I've ever heard anyone describe it. He said, you want to make sure that no part of your video allows the viewer to smell blood in the water. And by blood in the water, he means that it's wrapping up. That the video is essentially over and there's no more pertinent information to convey. And when you I get that reaction. If, I, if I'm like, oh, it's over now, I'll just leave. Yeah. So I, like that totally makes sense to me. So if you were to say something like, in conclusion, the performance is great, but the pricing is a real problem here. So many people are just going to bail right as soon as you say, and in summary, in conclusion, with all of that out of the way, the bottom line is as soon as you say those words, we try to avoid them. Sometimes we do it anyway, though, because we really do have an important point to make that makes the most sense in the conclusion because from our point of view our role when we're evaluating a piece of technology is to evaluate it as a piece of technology this video will go up today but it will still be there a year two years five years from now when the rtx 4080 might be in uh might be you know one of the cards in just like a, a bargain bin of used cards at a local computer store Right. Like we don't know what's coming down the line, especially with regards to pricing. And it's one of the reasons that we don't talk about it as much. Um, somewhere that we made a bad call was we're just kind of fatigued on complaining, whining about pricing. The bottom line is that don't, don't tune out. Don't tune out. This is an important point. The bottom line is that it doesn't make a difference. And I've seen a lot of people kind of pushing back on that from me. Uh, are pushing back on me about that. No, Linus, it does make a difference. You have to use your position to to advocate for lower pricing. Um, but the thing is, that, guys, I've been doing this a long time. It doesn't work. You can absolutely advocate for change. And we do. And we will. An example of a time... Especially when there's an actual like flaw with the product itself. Yeah, one of the things that... That can often be quite effective. Yeah, one of the things someone brought up to me was that I, I absolutely uh, complained about the TeamViewer issue. But the, the, the issue there was that they were violating can spam. They were actually breaking the law by contacting me. That's a, that's a separate problem. I have leverage, okay? And so some people pointed out the seemingly contradictory stance where we reviewed the card as the performance it was, we did comment on the pricing. We said it sucked, um, but we reviewed it as it was. And then I was turning around making memes about overpriced 40 series cards. And they're like, well, that's contradictory. And I'm sitting here going, no, you got to look at what I said. What I said was until gamers stop buying NVIDIA cards at inflated prices, there is nothing I can do. 
And just like with many other GPU launches, there was lineups outside the door for people waiting to buy this insanely overpriced product and people bought it out and it sold out. Yep. And the counter argument to that, like I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to play devil's advocate against myself here. Right. Because I did read through a lot of your comments and like I, I, I get it. This situation sucks. But the counter argument to that, guys, is that we spent the entirety of the pandemic silicon shortage complaining about pricing and people kept buying stuff anyway. So people would say, well, Linus, if you complained about the pricing, if you said it was bad, people might not buy it. And like, I wish I had that kind of power. I clearly don't because we- The gaming industry would probably be in a significantly better space with a lot less loot boxes and pay to win mechanics and other various junk. The final, the final argument that people made was, well, what about the 4080-12 gig? Okay, media and consumers made a lot of noise about that and Nvidia did reverse course. To which I would say, guys, do you really think that was a W? What did they do? What did NVIDIA actually do? Renamed it? Yeah. They f***ing renamed it. That's not a win. We didn't win. It's a bit of a win. It's a, it's a super, it's a very small W. That's it's, not it's a like win. It's like lower than a lowercase W. It's like a, it's a fine print W. That's not a win. <laughs> That's like that's like them putting it in our mouth instead of all over our face. Like <laughs> Nah. That's not a win. <laughs> now, oh, man. it is still possible. It is still possible that Nvidia will alter the pricing of the 4070 12 gig or whatever the devil they're going to end up calling it. That that's possible. But if that happens, that is not in response to people complaining about it. That is in response to AMD's competitive pricing. The only yes. thing, the only thing that matters is are the cards sitting on shelves? Actually, I lied. There was one more argument people made. Uh, they were saying that I was defending the higher pricing because NVIDIA has a lot of 30 series that they need to move. No, 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 you're halfway there. You're halfway there. The higher pricing is because NVIDIA has a lot of 30 series they need to move, at least allegedly. But that, 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 I'm not, that, that has nothing to do with me. NVIDIA is beholden to their shareholders. They need to drive as much profit as possible in order to appease their shareholders. They want their stock to go from doing this, which is what it's been doing lately, to doing this. And the way to do that is to make more profit. Yeah. They don't make more do, profit by think... making me happy, by making me not complain. That's just not how it works, and I'm sorry. I wish it was. I do think all these arguments are legit. I've had a big frustration for quite a while now. For sure. Consumers buying stuff that... It, it's like where everyone knows the whole vote with your wallet thing, but instead of buying... Instead of not buying things that they shouldn't, people are, like, voting with their wallet in the in the wrong way. It's like they, they walked into the wrong booth or something. I don't know. I don't get it. Everyone's, like, super mad about microtransactions and pay-to-win stuff, but then people buy it to insane degrees. Like Diablo Immortal. People were spending... People were spending, like, as much money as they could in the game to be like, when does it break the game? It's like, just... Just don't. Exactly. <laughs> just don't spend excessive money in the game. But... We still, we still should have brought it up a little bit earlier and a little bit harder. Okay, Photon uh, I mean, Pixie. Photon Pixie and Floatplane Chat. I, I want to hear your argument for this. You say the naming was a huge part of the problem, so them changing the name is important. Why? 
How does that uh, matter? No I, no, I do agree because it was you misleading. Do. Misleading yeah. in what way? FPS per dollar degree. is all that matters. We're not mm. getting any more FPS per dollar if they just call it something else. Yeah, but if you expect same performance but different RAM capacity, memory capacity, that isn't what you you're getting. right. And based on the naming scheme, sure. that's what it. That aspect of changing the name, absolutely, and that is something that we would have called out. And that's out why it's a little W. And it's did still call a W. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's not a W. That's a thing that should have never happened. So, okay. So I want to clarify. When I said when I was talking like. Whether it's a, when I was saying whether it's a W or not, I meant in terms of what we are, what we're talking about, which is price to performance. So you're right. From a different point of view, from a, a consumer confusion point of view, yeah. absolutely that card should have been renamed. But we said that. Yeah. We did say yeah. that. We, that. We never took up a contrary position. Yeah. And that card, the 4080 gig, never was released. So we never got a chance to review it and say, wow, this is awful and misleading. So all we have now is we have the 4080-16 gig, which we said, okay, here's what it is. It's not a great value. And then we've got this 4080-12 gig 4070 card that is exactly the same value that it was before. It just has a different name. Now, there was some, there was some I think, very valid criticism of our 4080 coverage, and that's that perhaps we emphasized too much the performance of NVIDIA's top-tier last-generation cards, which are also not a great value. And that's very fair. That's totally fair. But let me at least provide a, an alternate perspective on that. The customer for a 4090, the customer for a 4080 12GB at $1,200, okay, is not the same customer for a 3060 Ti. So while you are absolutely going to care, you know, what card provides the best bang for the buck, that customer for that card doesn't care about it as much as you might probably think. That is one thing to consider. So when you're reviewing a product, you're not reviewing it in a vacuum. You're reviewing it in the context of what it's actually competing against. And a 4080 12, uh, 16 gig at $1,200 is not competing against a card that was... 400 bucks in the last generation. Another criticism was that we're not talking about AMD enough. Okay, we're going to get a chance. And I think that was an oversight on our part. We could have talked about AMD more, and that's going to happen. I'm personally super excited for the launch of the 7000s. Well, okay, this 7000 series from AMD. <laughs> <laughs> not the HD 7000, the RX 7000 series. I'm very excited. They, they're they're going to have to release their stuff for you to be able to talk about it more. Yes. Um, so, I don't know. But yeah, could have been said a little bit earlier, could have been said a little bit stronger, but yeah. I think all the other points still stand. So, the bottom line here is, hey, don't tune out. The bottom line here is, you know what? I'm sorry, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're covering products in the way that you guys want to see. But I hope you understand why we did things the way that they did. And I hope you also understand how it's not constructive to, you know, launch into a conspiracy theory about how NVIDIA paid us to cover the card in a particular way, because that's not helpful, right? 
there, there, it doesn't serve any positive purpose to just make assumptions that have no basis in reality and start talking about that instead of trying to figure out what was actually going on. Because if we want to understand each other, then we all got to be kind of speaking the same language. So if you guys are saying, look, here's why I'm upset, then I can go, okay, I can fix that. Whereas if you say, Linus, you need to stop taking money from NVIDIA to give them a positive review, I'm kind of going, well, I can't fix that because it didn't happen in the first place. So we're not even able, we're not able to get aligned here, right? It's like walking into a car dealership and saying, I'll give you $10. And they're just going to, they're not, they're not even going to engage in conversation. You're not having a real discussion at that point, right? Um, you know what's something that I feel like we haven't talked about enough, Luke? The fact that AMD's cards being priced at nine hundred to a thousand dollars is like not great either. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I think we talked about that on WAN show when the when the pricing got leaked um, about how like this is going to be seen as a win, um, but just like we've always said, just being an underdog doesn't mean you're the good guy. Um, <laughs> and I like, like that. AMD is a hundred percent taking advantage of the pricing hellscape that nvidia has set up to also increase theirs and, and move their top end pricing and and everything else along with it up quite a bit um 900 bucks on the top end is is a lot it's a ton of money um and i hope amd can compete there because i want there to be competition even regardless of the pricing increases and it looks like amd's new <laughs> just to go with the the nintendo naming put new and like with like rgb lines all around it uh amd's new 7000 series will will do well um but it still doesn't mean that it's not priced really highly um is performance really good theoretically hopefully sure um i mean we're optimistic yeah yikes yeah. I mean, we uh, against against my better judgment you know we gave amd every possible benefit of the doubt after the RX 7000 series announcement stream. Like, this is this is interesting. I just don't know what to do, right? Holgar69 in Twitch chat goes, you do not sound enthusiastic about RDNA 3 like actual gamers are. You are purposely avoiding and acting like it isn't coming. Did you watch the video? We took what AMD said at face value. We dug into their seemingly intentionally vague data extracted as much useful information as we could, took it completely at face value, and then compared it against NVIDIA's best, and we were jacked about it. What can I possibly do other than that? How can you possibly come to that that's conclusion? Just, I don't know what to do. Problem. That's just a fanboy problem. There's nothing you can do about that. I don't know, man. I, I am excited. You're limited there. I'm always excited for competition, which doesn't mean that every new entrant is necessarily going to be a valid option. Why don't we get into our next topic here? Luke and I have officially, <laughs> officially started the 30-day Intel Arc Challenge. That's right. It's happening. <laughs> started late last night. I currently have two power supplies under my desk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Things are going. <laughs> You know what the funny thing about it is five years ago, that wouldn't have even been a problem, but Luke and I both ran into physical installation issues with our cards <laughs> because I couldn't find the modular cable bags for my power supplies for the two machines that I moved to Intel Arc. And uh, the A750 and A770 both use an eight and six pin power adapter. And both of us 
in all the rigs we upgraded were using dual eight pin and not six plus two, like dual <laughs> eight pin connectors. And I was yeah. not going to go out and get a Dremel and freaking cut off two pins for a temporary ass GPU install. That was not going to happen. So, um, thankfully, I actually always carry an ATX depinning tool with me. It is literally always in my backpack. So I was like, I have the solution. Now's the time. <laughs> my emergency tech drawer had a dual Molex to six pin PCIe adapter. So I depinned oh. that, took the sacrificial connector, depinned my power supply, put all the pins in, and I'm ready to go. I just got the extra two just hanging out in their eight pin for when I put it back together and hopefully don't destroy it. And then Luke. I strongly, I, I love strongly Luke's solution. The Dremel option. I very strongly considered it. I was literally staring at my cable and being like, I could do this. This would be fine. Um, but then I was like, nah, because it's going to permanently scar it. I don't have the other cables for this. Um, so yeah, I went down to the garage, found this like ancient but awesome power supply. Antech signature. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. stolen from work. Oh yeah. Like 100% actually though. <laughs> A long time ago. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, probably one of my like oldest stolen from work things that I have. Um, dusted it off because that was actually a problem because uh, <laughs> it's been sitting in a garage for many years. Uh, but yeah, jumpered the 24 pin, put it in the four, put it in the five. Um, and now I, I have to turn my computer on like a plane because I have to turn the power supply on for the graphics card. <laughs> that gets going. And then I have to turn the computer on. So I have like a starter motor and, <laughs> and then I actually turn the computer on. Which I find genuinely entertaining, so I think I'm just going to leave it this way for like the whole month. Oh um, no, you're gonna whatever, kick it. Not? You're gonna kick it at some point. A hundred percent. I have it. So the the 24 pin with the bridging connector, yeah. is just resting in the arc box right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna like tape it in there, um, and then like manage the power supply back there. But I think I think I'm actually going to leave it because at some point. When we did the last upgrade to the system, the extra cables went missing in some part of that process. Right. So I don't have a six pin for it. I could go find. It's just a Seasonic power. Yeah, supply. and it's cable so mod. I could, like I could find. Yeah, they'd I send you one. I one. Sure. But yeah. Like, uh, do I need them to send me a single cable so I can run it for like by the time it gets here, like two weeks? Like I don't know. Probably not. Um, so yeah, as long as I can make it manageable, so my girlfriend won't kill me. Um, I'll probably just just leave it as is. Shoot a picture of that. Oh, it'll it'll be in the video. You'll see. Oh, it. it'll You'll be in the video. Sure. There's going to be a lot of yeah. stuff in the video. I am not going to lie. It was one disappointment after another for me. Like I I will accept <laughs> yeah. I will accept my portion of the blame here. Okay. Oh man. I should have had my modular cables. All right. Yeah, I should have. Yeah, those installation problems are honestly not on our. Yeah, those that are. Is, that is entirely on us. Those are not on yeah. Intel. I should have checked the product page to see if they made any mention of VR before I put one in my VR gaming PC. They this don't. One's rough. Yeah. Ugh. Those of you who watched the Ugh. WAN show where we came up with the idea of the Intel Arc Challenge will remember that I got called out. Okay, during the Linux challenge, I only switched my daily driver gaming PC over to Linux. I left the VR gaming rig that I have in my living room 
on Windows because VR on Linux is pretty much not a thing. And I use my VR rig for exercise. Like I'll, I'll play Beat Saber for cardio. And don't laugh. It is good. It's actually really good exercise. And so this time around, I got specifically called out by many members of our community, and I think Luke as well, uh, for doing that last time. And they basically said, look, yep. it's not the ARC challenge unless you go ARC all the way. So the, the living room PC and your gaming rig, they have to be ARC. And I go, sure. So after fighting with BIOS updates, getting resizable bar enabled, switching my boot partition from MBR to GPT so that I could UEFI boot, and finally... Finally loading up Steam VR. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but let's just say I sent a little DM over to one of my contacts at Intel and I went, if you guys want part two of this video to include, but hey, don't worry, they fixed it. You got 30 days to fix it. <laughs> Such a spooky message. I got a reach out from someone on that team being like, is there anything else? <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> i'm not gonna say who um they're they're a good person though um but yeah yeah it's uh it's been so i i think i actually might have a solution for your vr thing really yeah so because the problem with the linux challenge was that you sort of in a way use your vr rig as a way to you know not engage with the linux system pretty much at all until the last week uh, <laughs> I just didn't feel like gaming. It was such a chore. Oh, except except when I was playing Beat Saber, it, yeah, because like you yeah, know, just grab and go. So how about sure? We don't. I I don't think completely cut it. So cutting you off of VR for the month is honestly part of the arc challenge. But <laughs> okay, thanks. But it seems a little unreasonable. So <laughs> I think not being able to do it for like a week or two so you can feel the pain a little bit because that's part of it okay. makes sense okay but then after that i think you should be able to switch back but the amount of time that you spend playing vr has to be mirrored with playing games on your arc system okay you know so what if you spend an hour playing beat saber you have to spend an hour on your arc system. no i'm going full in i'm going full in i want intel to fix arc so that's it I will not use VR during this 30 days unless <laughs> Intel fixes it. It's just, man, I'm, I'm frustrated. Um, yeah. And then, Luke, okay, so right, as a follow-up, Luke and I both did our installs yesterday. And the stream, I think yeah. the stream archive is actually, if it's not up on Floatplane, then we'll, we'll get that fixed. We'll, we'll, we'll get it published on Floatplane. Uh, but Luke and I actually streamed for uh, about an hour and a half trying to play games. And we played, I think, five or six games. And we had, not going to lie, we had some challenges with all of them. Day one did not go well. And I don't know how hopeful I am for how much it's going to improve over the next 30 days. You guys are going to want to watch yeah. the videos, though, because it's there's a lot I, more I, detail. I'm actually pretty hopeful. I think it's going to improve. And I'm, mean, I'm saying that seriously. There's only one direction it can go, Luke. <laughs> That's part of the reason why. Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, I know. But but no, because a lot of what we were doing had to do with streaming, right? We were trying to do remote play together. Uh, we yes. Were trying to, you were trying to stream off of the card. Um, yes. But like when I was playing... I'm Halo, working on a review of the Logitech G Cloud. So uh, video encoding is actually as important as gaming performance for me right now. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, so in encoding was a problem. It was a big problem. Consistent big problem. <laughs> um, but like when I was streaming off of my CPU and we were playing Halo, it was fine. Um, when when you were not encoding yep. Untitled Goose Game and we were playing with with your arc and we were playing remote play, it was fine. So for like super normie level gaming, no VR, no encoding, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. I think it's going to be fine. And I think that's probably going to be a pretty significant amount of the month. Um, so I think it, I think the, the, the hill is up from here. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's an uphill battle. That's for sure. I'm not sure if that's what you <laughs> meant there, but I like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> We've got a comment in Floatplane. I actually missed who it was, but basically asked uh, what the LTT store deals of the week are. Guys, if you want to leave a merch message, remember, don't leave Super Chats or Twitch bits or highlighted chats or whatever else. It's all about the merch messages. Over on LTT store, you can, uh, in the checkout, see a little box that says merch messages. You can fill that out. Uh, Luke, there's a stipulation. If you use, like, what is it? Autocomplete? Shop pay. If you use shop, shop pay, pay, it won't show up. So you got to watch out for that. That's that's yep. not our fault. There's nothing we can do about that. Uh, but anything mm -hmm. other than shop pay will work. Um, however, uh, we don't really have any deals to call out this week because this is sort of related to our next topic. Uh, you guys probably noticed we've had some challenges with respect to uh, customer support response times. Again, uh, we've gotten a huge influx of tickets as screwdriver shipments have started going out. And it's a combination of things. One is that the more orders you are generating and, you know, we're coming into the holiday season. So there's a lot of orders coming in. The more customer support tickets you get and it's just it's just a numbers game. It's not necessarily because you're doing anything wrong. It just happens. Uh, you know, oh, I'm I, I, I'm moving or, or I'm unexpectedly not going to be home. Can you delay my shipment or ship it here instead? Just, just little things like that, right? Um, the other thing is the more shipments you're shipping out, the more customer support tickets you're going to get. Uh, you know, oh, hey, it's got held by customs. Can you help me? Just, just all those kinds of things. It's nobody's fault. It just happens. And the third thing is that sometimes you, um, when you have a really enthusiastic community that is posting on Reddit and posting on the forum when their stuff arrives, like, I got my black shaft screwdriver! Whoa! That generates a lot of, hey, someone else got it, where's mine? Um, so we are getting a lot of tickets right now. We've also done a few things wrong, and I want to acknowledge that. So in order to optimize our... Uh, our sorting and shipping, uh, the team has apparently been pre-printing labels too far out ahead. So they're thinking that they could get things shipped quite quickly. They've been pre-printing some labels that have sat for, in some cases, a few days, like three or four days or even up to a week. And when someone gets a notification that the label's created, their assumption is it's moving. And that hasn't always been the case. So we've asked them to not, even if it does cost them some, I mean, right, it's a balancing act, right? On the one hand, you want to optimize your your output. You want to ship as many things as possible because that's ultimately the best way to not have people yelling at you. But on the other hand, you don't want to create the wrong expectations from people where they think something's shipped and it's not. Can, hmm. So that's right. You're just going to have to find the right balancing point. Um, the other issue I'm is that, for that but I'll, 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 we'll deal with it offline. The other issue is it's mid-November, so. Shipping volumes are going way up. The shipping industry has been notoriously understaffed 
this year already as it was. And so uh, partners, uh, so we use, uh, we use Wismo, which is a consolidation service that allows us to make our shipping rates as competitive as they are. Uh, there have been some delays in breaking down pallets. And to be clear, I'm not blaming them. It just is what happens when volumes go up. Um, and then that combined with just generally shipping volumes being really high, I think has created a perfect storm of, of longer responses. So uh, my answer to your question, do we have any deals on the store this week, is no. We do not have any deals on the store because what we want to do is give our freshly beefed up customer support team, which now has twice as many members, and we're hiring another 50% more. So by the time we're done, we'll have triple the customer support team. Want to give them a little bit of time to catch up. We want to give the shipping team a little bit of time to catch up. Let's get all of those labels that they've already printed going out the door. And if you guys want to send in a merch message, what I'm going to recommend is go ahead and pick up a gift card or something like that. So you can get a merch message on a gift card. And uh, who knows, with Black Friday coming up, maybe you'll have an opportunity to use it. On something that's on sale. Yeah. One thing that won't be on sale is the retro polar fleece that we just launched today. Did you see this thing? Looks awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm totally down. It's it delightfully great. 90s. Uh, it's a little too I, warm in here for me to wear it. But like, yeah. how fun is that design? I, I absolutely love it. At the Brandon picture. Oh, I, I'm going like, to have to find the Brandon picture. I have seen pictures. him with his tiny baby. But this picture was the thing that convinced me most that he's a dad. I know, right? Got the coffee cup. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, these pictures are great. It looks comfy. It looks classic. Makes sense. Going for a very 90s inspired, uh, 90s inspired look. I'm, I'm super happy with how this one turned out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yes, it screams 90s. Thank you, chat. 100%. All right, so that's it for all the things that I have to talk about, about, like, bad news. Uh, why don't we talk about some good news? Uh, oh, is there any good news in here this week? Oh, crap. There's no good news? Um, 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 yep, it's all bad news. All right, Luke, want to pick some I bad news? I think Twitter stuff is good news. It's good news. Okay, I uh, so. I will, I'll allow it. Defend yourself. <laughs> Defend your stance here. I think entertainment's good. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Come I on. mean... <laughs> it's been so fun. You can't say it hasn't been fun. No one can say it hasn't been fun. It's been so entertaining. I think some of Twitter's staff could probably argue that this hasn't been fun. Okay. That's okay. probably fair. That's probably fair. I think they're going to be fine. I've taken this case before. I know it's a lot. A lot of companies are firing right now. I also know that a lot of companies are hiring right now. And I know that scouting is still active. Um, so I know this doesn't solve the problem. Losing your job freaking sucks, even if lots of people are offering you one. Um, but I, I do hope that people don't uh, get too discouraged by it and don't lose hope. And honestly, it doesn't look like they really are. Um, I don't think they seem to mind too much. They seem I, to I be memeing right back yeah. to the meme king of oh, Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is a this is a strong. A lot of them are resigning more than anything. Yeah, taking that severance. I, if I remember correctly, it's three months or something. Pretty good. Um, I'm I'm rather certain that skilled developers and other staff at Twitter are going to be able to land 
fantastic jobs I mean, in a three-month window. Nobody's hiring. But then again, periods like People this tend to it's be periods the... of startup explosion. Because yes. all of a sudden, yeah. startups can afford f***ing talent again for a change. Like the people that worked at this company that know the people that they liked working yeah. with and were good at their jobs, whatever it was, they're going to go start stuff up. Talk to people and they're going to start stuff up. And so they, they've got some se they've that. got some severance to do it with. Yeah, yeah, doesn't hurt. Severance to do it, it doesn't with. hurt. A lot of people at Twitter had really fantastic uh, total compensation packages um, and are probably doing pretty well. You might want to move out of the Bay Area to make that money go a little bit further. Um, but like, yeah, I, I think people are pretty well set up to have some time to find somewhere new to work or to start something up with some friends uh, or, or do whatever they need. Also, the no one's hiring thing is not is not true. Um, I mean, we're no hiring. Is, we're hiring. Other places are hiring. There's the the Twitters of the world are not hiring right now. Holy and your total comp might go down. What? Have you seen how many positions we're hiring? I was like memeing a little bit, but we are hiring. We're hiring. Okay, we'll have to talk about that in a minute. Sorry, Luke, go on. Um, but yeah, the like your, your total comp might go down. You're gonna be okay, um, and you might be able to work on something less soul sucking. So maybe that'll be good. Um, or if you're if you're just totally your total comp isn't gonna go down, and you'll just go somewhere and be awesome anyways. I don't know, but I think people are going to be okay. Um, and I am, I am enjoying the the entertainment often served up by now ex Twitter employees because man, they have been <laughs> spicy, <laughs> yeah, ready to go to town. Um, it's been it's been really entertaining. I'm not surprised every every time that Elon tweets out like total active users is higher than ever i'm like yeah this makes sense because i've honestly like never been on twitter more than i am right now yeah because watching the world burn is just so great it's nice and warm it's cozy grab some popcorn have a good time um so do you want to walk us kind of through it this week in twitter oh wait i oh, think i think i think twit is already taken there's there's a different tech show that calls themselves that okay we're gonna have to go with something else uh this last seven days in twitter t-l-s-d-i-t <laughs> i think i think Doing a summary of this that isn't like half a day long is going to be uh, ineffective. We'll, we'll do what we can. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been wild. Start with Sunday? Twitter blue. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sunday, Twitter employees uh, corrects Elon on Twitter. Which one was this? Because there was multiple. This was this a, Eric Frone, Fronhofer. A okay, yeah. Forgive my pronunciation. Was, this was the most talked about one, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, he was, he was corrected by this guy, uh, and then someone's like, oh, this person should be fired. And then Elon responded with, they have been let oh, go or whatever. that tweet is gone. Oh. Shut up. I wonder if it was, you know, maybe legal exposure to tweet, to fire people for tweeting. Like, oh, I man. I wouldn't be surprised. Do you know how... That's, there's got to be some kay. form of problem with that. I mean, I can, I can talk for ages about the the challenges around dismissing employees it is not as simple as like especially if you're not in an in an at will location so i don't know if uh, our non-american friends might not be familiar with the term at will at will employment means that an employer can just 
terminate you from your job, no notice, nothing. Uh, but that doesn't exist in most of the world, as far as I can tell. Actually, I shouldn't say most of the world, because by population, most of the world probably is an at-will oh. at employment place. But yeah. uh, certainly not most of the, of the Western world. Uh, so like in Canada, for example, you can't just fire someone. You have to follow procedures. You have to uh, you have to pay severance. You have to make sure that all the loose ends are tied up. Um, and if they believe that they have been wrongfully dismissed, like, for example, due to discrimination, then they can absolutely turn around and litigate, right? And if there is anywhere that wrongful termination suits are going to happen, it is in the good old U.S. of California, okay? <laughs> Or the United California of America, whatever California's country is going to be called yeah. when it eventually secedes. Yeah. Uh, One of my favorite things to point out now that you said that yeah. California has more people than all of Canada. Boom, let's keep going. Uh, yeah, I know, right? When I, I found totally that out, I was it. like, what? <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, so that's that's hilarious. Like the amount of legal jeopardy that Elon seems to be putting himself in throughout this entire process just i was I, just gonna say yeah i've not had just with firing employees no Compliance I, I know just literally everywhere in the world i know it's and wild. i've had multiple people tell me no no this is a 4d chess game it's 4d chess he's tanking it for some reason there's like there's a reason and i'm sitting here going i don't know i don't, I don't think know. i don't think it was 4d chess i think i think the reason why he uh committed to buying it was like ego issues i don't think that was 4d chess um man hmm. i do think he has a plan um i'm not necessarily saying it's it's like a good one or it's gonna work or anything like that but i think i think people going with the angle of like he knows absolutely nothing he's just a complete idiot um and he has no plan i don't think that's accurate i think he has a plan apparently um, california is at will Whoa. I did not know that. How do these things work then? So I guess it's at will, but you can still, because absolutely well, we there also are don't even, suits. So. We also don't even necessarily know wh where this person was from. There's Twitter employees all over the world. Mm, that's I mean, true. I, okay. Last WAN show. Was it last WAN show? Might have been. I think so. When I was in Serbia. Um, when I got on that plane after I hung up, there was a Twitter employee getting on the plane. Oh. Not going back to work, I, I don't think. I tell you about this. They were wearing a Twitter official backpack, and I was like, whoa. And they're like, yeah, don't know if I'm going to have a job soon, so going home. <laughs> oh, man. Didn't have a long conversation, but thought it was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's problems because there's people all over the world. Like, there's, there's huge termination issues with, I remember correctly, it was Ireland. Um, mm -hmm. how he terminated a bunch of people there was like totally not okay. I don't, I don't remember. This is not in our notes, but okay. Um, California is yeah. at will, but there are retaliation protections, layoff notifications, discrimination protections, etc., that need to be followed. So, I guess I misunderstood at will. I understood retaliation at will. Protection. Yeah, I understood at will to mean basically <laughs> that you have no protection whatsoever. Um, you, you definitely it sounds like have at least some protection. You can't just be terminated for like ha having a particular color of skin then or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. All right. 
yeah, there's technically at will, but there's always exceptions. Uh, people are, are clarifying. I mean, that's the thing about America. It's so, because it's, as far as I can tell, basically like yeah. over 50 little tiny countries all with their own special rules, yeah. but like then they're, they're like combined somehow and it's not quite clear exactly how. Like, let me tell you guys, tax compliance in the US as a foreign oh. entity is a nightmare. As far as I can tell, the way that other companies are doing it is they just aren't doing it. Like at our scale, yeah. they just aren't bothering. That, that, that's including American companies. You, you said as a foreign company, it's still a nightmare for uh, local American companies. Um, and a lot of them just don't do it until states or counties or whatever get mad at them about it. And then they... <laughs> Giving the birds a talking to. Okay, yeah, getting too, too into it. They enjoy the conversation. Uh, but okay, we're, we're still on Sunday. Uh, yeah, ah! Sunday. We're still on Sunday. Monday and Tuesday, more Twitter shenanigans. They de they delay Blue until the end of the month. Yeah, the so relaunch. the whole thing just goes away. You can't do it anymore. The whole conversation from the previous week, just gone. Completely gone. Does someone have a I live... They figured out... Does someone have a live stream of a head of lettuce that they started the day that Elon took over Twitter? Like, is that is that happening? Yeah. I, I'm yeah. going to find it. That I'm going to find it. with whoever the Prime Minister of the UK was, uh, and then the lettuce won, which was pretty epic. Um, but, uh, yeah, so blue's gone. The whole thing everyone was talking about is over. I suspect that's probably because, oh, you know, they cost multiple companies billions of dollars. Um, it's a minor issue. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of Slack channel problems. Apparently a bunch of the engineers that came over from some of Elon's other companies are used to using teams. And I guess in teams, newly created channels are private by default. This whole thing. Someone was writing this and I was like, this is weird because it's very obvious when you're creating Slack channels if they're public or not. But, right. Um, uh, yeah, apparently they use Teams. They're private by default. So they created Slack channels and they were public and other people joined them and were able to see what they were talking about. And they were talking trash about like a bunch of employees talking about who they were going to fire and stuff like that. Oh, that wow. was apparently just like a huge nightmare. Um, they privatized the channels <laughs> afterwards. They, they did all this stuff, but like People had the transcripts of everything that was in there, and it was like, rough. yeah. And um, I only learned about the site Blind recently. I, I didn't have any reason to. Do you know? You don't know Blind? Okay, no. it's actually a super cool concept. It's a social no, network. network. Uh, yeah, it's a social network that's for professionals. It's kind of like LinkedIn, except they validate that you actually work wherever you say that you work, and only other people who work there can contact you, and the whole thing's anonymous. So it's an opportunity Whoa. for people to compare salaries or talk about workplace discrimination or, um, you know, exchange information like what you're talking about. So screenshots like this are going to be spreading like absolute wildfire in blind, completely wow. behind the scenes, inaccessible to anyone who doesn't actually work at Twitter. And they do, they do periodic validation. So they'll send an email to your work email. Hey, do you still actually work there? And then they'll cut you off of it if you don't actually work there. So um, they discourage you from sharing any identifying information. It's a super cool yeah. concept. And so as far as I can tell, Blind has been experiencing an absolute surge in popularity and, and just has this enormous profile uh, compared to what it had before because of how public... And how explosive this meltdown has been. Really funny that Twitter on blind is rated more highly currently than Amazon and Intel. <laughs> well, there's still time for that.
<laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's deteriorating. Um, uh, sorry. But yeah, so Twitter Blue goes down. Um, Elon tells managers to scrape uh, Slack channels for criticism. And then I have heard um, that after that, people who criticized him were fired. One of the problems with a lot of this stuff. It's all hearsay. A lot of it, including this one, is there's hearsay all over the place. And what I have found with a ton of this, and I want to add, add allegedly's to before I started talking, add allegedly's to after and add them all the way through. Um, because what I have found many, many, many times with stories coming out of Twitter is that things are partially true. Things are only partially true. Yeah. Like a lot of the remote work stuff. Um, a lot of the remote work stuff, it's that sort of happened. He did call people back into work, but it wasn't quite exactly the way people were describing it. It wasn't everyone, no matter what, always blah, blah, blah. Uh, we especially heard this about, I think it was Dublin, uh, yeah. because people figured out that there like literally was not enough currently vacant housing in Dublin to fill the amount of people that he called in. Uh, <laughs> but then it was clarified, like, that's not what happened. Um, right. It was like, if you have the ability to, you need to, uh, but if you don't have the ability to, then it's not expected. Like that's totally different than you have to, no matter what. So it's uh, like, I don't know, things are still happening. They're very drastic, but they're not potentially, sometimes they are exactly as drastic as they seem, right? He publicly fired someone on Twitter. That happened. We saw that happen. <laughs> we, yep. have, we have facts for that, right? Uh, but not everything is quite that cut and dry. Um, but yeah, theoretically, allegedly, uh, he told managers to scrape Slack channels for criticism and to fire those people. Um, Elon may actually manage to improve Twitter in one way, at least, end-to-end -end encryption. Okay, I didn't actually know this. End-to-end um, -end encryption. For yeah, DMs, for DMs. Maybe? For DMs. Yeah, okay. apparently well, they're working cool. on that, so that's cool. That's good. That's good. We gotta, that's hey, we got to talk about the good had. and that the bad. Cool. If, uh, and this is a good source. Jane is a good source, I will say. Um, I didn't know that was from Jane. That's cool. Uh, my my favorite, my favorite of the week, though, was the Thursday ultimatum, Twitter 2.0, asking Twitter staff to work long hours at high intensity and be, and I quote, extremely hardcore or leave. <laughs> Apparently, this ultimatum was refused by hundreds of the remaining 2,900 employees on Thursday. If I remember correctly, the original number was 72. 7,200. That's a, that's a lot less. That's a lot less. Uh, many employees told reporters that with so many people leaving, they expect the platform to, quote, start breaking soon, and, quote, leading to yet another round of everyone on Twitter saying they're leaving Twitter and then staying. <laughs> that sounds about accurate. We also had a lot of stuff. We had people saying, like, oh, Twitter's going to break in, in two days when Elon first bought it and stuff like that. It's going to take a little bit longer um, because the in infrastructure systems are probably built decently well. Who knows? Some some improperly managed system is going to fill a hard drive and things are going to break or something random is going to happen. It's not going to get managed properly. Um, but uh, or, or it might just not. I don't know. I, I I've said for a long time, well before we thought Elon might be buying Twitter, that they have far too many people on staff. Um, yep. And that things can be true. He can be firing too many people and the, and or the wrong people, far too many people on staff. Yep. And he could be firing the wrong people. Absolutely. That yep. could totally be a problem. Uh, the way he's lowering his staff counts, uh, 
are far from perfect, and I'm not defending yeah. those. If I was a I superstar developer, Luke, I would be out of there. Like there is gone, of course. absolutely yeah. no way. There's there's two paths, right? There's either you're gone, or you take this position, you take this opportunity to vie for just extreme position and extreme total compensation. You do one of the two, right? Because you either need your total compensation to like double and your position to just become like something wild that's going to be really insane on your on your resume, or you need to get out of there and get somewhere else. Um, if you if you think that it can make it, taking this opportunity to vie for position could be good. That's quite the bet. <laughs> and you might kind of not look that bright uh, if you ride it all the way through to the end. So it's a, that's genuinely quite the bet. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What It'll I know is it's time to tell you about our sponsors for the WAN Show. We do have more Twitter stuff to go over. Should we finish that really quick? Eh. I mean, okay. <laughs> he locked everyone out of the office by yeah. completely getting rid of their whole badge system. Yeah, um, that was pretty good. Everyone thought the website was going to disappear last night. It didn't. It's going to be more fun. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, the show is brought to you by. Thanks to Mint Mobile for sponsoring today's show. This holiday season, the best deal in wireless can only be found at Mint Mobile. Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and buy a three-month plan, you'll get another three months for free. By going online only, Mint Mobile passes significant savings on to you. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and switch easily and effortlessly with eSIM. For a limited time, buy a three-month Mint Mobile plan and get three months for free by going to mintmobile.com slash wanshow. That's mintmobile.com slash wanshow. Cut your wireless bill to just $15 a month at mintmobile.com slash wanshow. Thanks to Hetzner for sponsoring today's show. Hetzner is a leading hosting provider and data center operator in Europe with hundreds of thousands of servers in operation. By combining its strengths in innovation technology, attractive prices, expert support, and flexible customer service, Hetzner expanded its market both within and outside of Europe. They operate their very own high-tech data centers in Nuremberg and Falkenstein, both located in Germany and in Helsinki, Finland. Hetzner offers high-performance cloud services for an amazing price. And with their latest location in Ashburn, Virginia, you can deploy cloud servers in four different locations and benefit from features like load balancers, block storage, and more. So deploy a cloud server in seconds using Hetzner by clicking the link in the show notes. Thank you to Nord Security for sponsoring today's show. Nord Security is there to make you feel safe online in everything you do. You can get four months for free on all Nord products, whether that's NordPass, a cross-device password manager, Nord Locker, an encrypted cloud storage system, or NordVPN, an online security solution. You're even securing your purchase because Nord Security offers a 30-day risk-free money-back guarantee. So save on a tier plan and get four months free today by going to nordsecurity.com WAN or by clicking the link in the show notes. Now, I actually need to bail pretty quickly today because I am yeah. uh, heading off to a, a pretty fun little event that I'm going to. Uh, I think, yeah, I think I have to go like very, very shortly. But if there's any, if there's maybe one more topic that we want to talk about, man, we, there's so much. We never talked about the FTX debacle. Like we haven't talked about that on WAN show. How's that even possible? Oh, that's nuts. We didn't talk about Pokemon, which I actually have <laughs> completely regardless of it being Pokemon strong opinions on we didn't talk about doom eternal soundtrack allegations we didn't talk about that we're hiring like 15 positions yeah i'm you know i'm gonna run through that really quick uh you can check out linusmediagroup.com for more details but for linus media group we're hiring a social media manager 
a video editor slash camera operator, a production assistant, a writer slash video producer, whoop, this just moved, uh, an affiliate and sales coordinator, a bookkeeper, and a writer slash video producer focused on Apple. So that would be for Mac address. For Creator Warehouse, we are hiring a customer service supervisor, a customer service representative. This is a three-month contract, this one. Everything else is full-time, permanent position. An electronics engineer slash product designer, a fit technician. And then for Flowplane, we're hiring a junior back-end developer. These are, these are paused. Oh, they're paused. Oh, okay. The Flowplane ones are paused. We're still collecting resumes, and they're going to resume sometime in the new year. Okay. They're paused right now because we just onboarded, like, seven people? Ugh, okay, cool. Uh, what about the float plane? So we want to get the team good, and then we're gonna. What about the float plane slash labs one? Uh, those are the same thing. Okay, yeah. same thing. Okay, I won't. I won't say any of that then. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh no! Someone's filling out. <laughs> Riley is filling out the FTX debacle in real time. Oh, is is he here? Does Riley want to just come join the show with you? Maybe because I think he actually prepped almost all of the topics this week. He says, if you ignore the rest, just open this one. Oh, no. People who are still holding digital assets on centralized exchanges right now. Why? Even if Bitcoin moons to a million dollars or something, it means nothing if the exchange you're using goes belly up and your funds get hacked overnight. That happened to me. That happened to me many oh. years ago. In, I was on... In fairness to Quadriga you... CX. Yeah, this wasn't as big of a thing yet, but... What'd you lose? This was, this was a long time ago. Yeah. And Quadriga CX, the founder, mysteriously died in an Indian town famous for faking people's deaths. That's weird. Wonder why he was there. Uh, and the entire exchange's funds just vanished. And that was my like, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. I had I had purchased hardware wallets. I was even going the right safe way. They just they had very, very recently shown up and I hadn't moved it over yet. And then it was just gone, um, and that was my that was my exit. I was done with crypto at that point. <laughs> I had a bunch of people in the crypto space when they heard about that, be like, "Yeah, you're just dumb." And I was like, "All right, sounds good. I'm out." <laughs> sorry. Fair enough. Sorry wrong, for. But I will leave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh hold on. Let me just see if there's a doom eternal oh man there's so oh man there's so much you know what i think i just have to go i'm going to like this exhibition and uh i'll, I'll wait until you want me to try to tackle some of these topics or do you want me to do merch messages or do you want the oh show to just end? that's what, what i'll do. do i'll do a couple of merch messages now before i go and then i think i'm i'm trying to get in touch with riley uh dan actually do you want to see if you can get riley down here maybe uh he and luke can close out the show i shot him a message yeah. but i can go uh, yeah, give, give, him, give him a call yeah give, give him a call or uh, yep. i'll just read through some of the curated merch messages okay. second second uh mitchell o says hey luke a few weeks ago on wan show you said hey. you were into scuba diving do you use a dive computer yeah. if so which one uh, there's no way he uses a dive computer dive computers cost money i uh so i actually <laughs> tend to Got use em. dive computers but i don't own one um when I go diving, I, I usually ask the shop if I can borrow one, and usually they're down, <laughs> which is nice. Um, it's smart. The uh, I, I was actually I was diving extremely recently. I got two certifications. I got my advanced and I got my wreck diver certification. Um, and the guy that I did it with would not stop talking about how I needed to buy a diving computer. Um, I do not want to, but we'll see. 
It depends how much you dive. Like if you only dive when you vacation and you always have a certified dive master with you who's like knows the location really well, what what, what are you using your dive computer for? If you're lost, you surface. Like it's that Patty, simple. Patty education would tell you that you should have them anyways and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I'm going right now, my my pattern, COVID did cause a lot of this, but my pattern is like once every two to three years. So yeah. at that rate, it's like, nah. Even if they made me pay for it, which no one has so far, um, I can usually just borrow one from the shop that I'm diving with. Yeah. And I'm, I'm never just going by myself at home. So, yeah. Diving yeah. in the lower mainland sucks. It's cold and yeah, you we, can't really see anything. We brought someone on. I won't say exactly where they're from, but they are, they are local as in they are from this province. Um, and they are super, super into diving. They're on the labs web dev team. Um, I won't say their name either just because they're very new. Um, but they're like really, really into diving. Um, and they, they have some cool spots that are local-ish. But I don't think it's lower mainland. We're not, I don't think he's diving in the Fraser River or anything. That'd be gross. Got a good question from Jonas. No, I don't think this is a dumb question, Jonas. With graphics cards getting bigger and physically taking up two PCIe slots, could there be any advantage to building a graphics card with two PCIe connections to the motherboard? Greetings from Germany. A couple reasons that you wouldn't want to do that is, one, you would, yes, you would double the bandwidth to the GPU, but you would also dramatically increase the complexity of the PCI Express interface that you have to build into the GPU. That's why they keep doubling the, over, the, the bandwidth of PCIe. That's why each generation uh, we're trying to push the signals faster rather than just going wider. Because every pin on the slot, you got to think about it this way, every signal pin on the slot has to have a corresponding signal pin somewhere on whatever processor it will ultimately connect to, right? So if you had 32 lanes of PCIe, and to be clear, longer slots actually do exist. PCIe 16 is not the, long, is not the widest PCIe connection that you can get. Um, I, I guess, yeah, I don't know if there's a, if there's a spec limit. Um, anyway, the point is 16 is not the maximum, uh, but for every one of those connections, you, you, like it has to terminate somewhere, right? Like these are essentially wires that have to go somewhere. So you're adding a lot of, uh, you're adding a lot of just even physical, comp physical complexity to whatever die is on the other side. So if you had a PCIe by 32 connection, like, man, would that ever be a complex chip? Wouldn't it be better to just go gen five if you needed to double your bandwidth? So that's what we've done. We've gone from Gen 1, 2, 3, 4 to 5, which has resulted in a 32x increase in overall bandwidth to the slot, which has been fine. Uh, okay, I'll do just a couple more, and then I guess uh, Yvonne and I need to head out. Yes, she hasn't messaged me yet. Um... Anonymous asks, can we get a banana for scale with catnip? Um, I don't think we have plans to do that anytime soon, but you could always stuff catnip inside your banana for scale, and your cat would probably uh, love that. Okay, I think Riley's going to take over for me at this point. Yeah. Riley, you haven't... Awesome. I can't stay forever, but... Yeah, no, that's fine. You haven't been on WAN show set in, I think, a, a minute. Yeah. Um, so can I just can I just orient you real quick here? Yeah. He does. He does. They're just movies. Uh, yeah, but I haven't shown him like how merge messages works How'd and stuff like that. Speed? Uh, to warp speed. Well, no, no. It's it's a it's ludicrous speed then plaid. I think is is how everything I didn't works. Know we had upgraded to that. Um, okay, so 
I've got the doc over here. Got the chats that matter over here. Don't worry about YouTube chat. Nobody looks at that. Uh, this tab is the merch messages. So if Dan has one that's not like a, it's a potential, then you can check it and see if you okay. guys want to do it. And I guess that's pretty much it. All right. See you later. See you later. Good luck oh, at your good. event, Linus. Yeah, thank you. It's going to be fun. It better be. Or else, what am I here for? Hi, Luke. Wait, why can I hear Luke? Am I not supposed to hear Luke? I'm just supposed to talk over him the whole time. I don't think he's talking. This is the right, he was talking. I Luke. saw his lips moving. Luke, stop it. Your lips are moving. Is this the wrong headset? No, you were, it's warm. Is it's warm. Trolling? I feel Linus's sweat on my head. Is he trolling? Am I trolling? I'm not trolling. Luke, uh, I think Luke's trolling. Luke, stop it. Luke? Stop it. You're so mean to this us. This isn't. Your mic is muted. Luke. We're a professional company that does Luke, shows. Unmute like, your microphone. Just like this one. Do you see the mute button? Wait, oh yeah. He's as soon as in ping. What? Yeah, yeah, he's mute. Yeah, he's... Luke, you are muted. For he real. is muted. No, no, you are. They're saying you're muted. I can see the icon in the in the chat app. Why has this gone wrong? As soon as I heard Riley! As soon as I heard Linus say, Oh, Riley, uh Riley could come and be on the WAN show. I'm like, that you don't want that. You do not want this. Something will break. <laughs> oh no. You don't want me reviewing graphics cards, and you don't want me stepping in. The I'm trying to see if my testing. Oh, hey, there hey. he is! Hi, Luke. You figured it I out. A, I think a magical little pixie in the internet just came and fixed that for us. So you run um, a video platform? <laughs> I was. I did not mute myself. To be clear, there was there was something wrong. I was You're, trying to talk to you guys in the chat. And as per usual with Wansha, whenever there's a technical issue where we can't hear each other, no one tries to read anything that's typed anywhere, I which caused some pretty pen. serious mm. uh, problems. That's but, why I didn't uh, come down right away because I didn't bars read the above messages. You now, which is very strange. Oh, cinematic mode. Yeah. I have no. I noticed that. So, so something happened um, around the time of the Linus and Riley change. The bars came in, and other problems came in. I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. Were you it's the all, one that huh? spam muted me, by the way? Spam me? Did I spam mute no. you? Dan. 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 What did you do, Dan? I tried to mute you and then unmute you, and it just said mute yeah. twice. So that that made it so that I was muted, so I was able to unmute myself. And uh, then that fixed it. Yeah, I figured I would try something like that. So it's Dan's. It's your Dan. It's Dan's fault. No, I don't. I don't know what happened. Yes. Either way, it's working now. Yeah, sure. Welcome Thank to you. the show, Riley. Hey, thanks. Uh, why did um? Here. Why did he want me to come? <laughs> I mean, I know I was uh, I was editing the doc in real time. About. Yeah. We got more stuff to talk about, and uh, it seems like you had unresolved. Put it by myself. It seems like you had unresolved feelings about Twitter, but we don't have to go back to that. We can go back to that. Honestly, I wrote for the discussion question for that one. I have nothing more to say because after covering it for. Uh, two weeks or more. I mean, before that, before he actually took control yeah. two weeks ago, I was tired of covering it. And then the t last two weeks have just been, it's like, it's like, yeah, I find, yeah, go ahead. I'm honestly not that interested in talking about it for whatever reason. <laughs> People just need to like see it for themselves. And then that's it. Cause there's, there's too much going on. Like if you actually want coverage of this whole thing, it's yes. going to take you a whole day. 
because too right. much is going on. Well, like and, by the hour, there's crazy things happening. Yeah, and it's funny like because he's tweeting it, at two in the morning. Like how? <laughs> he's, 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 he's tweeting two in the morning, and instead of being like anything serious about the fact that like the platform that you bought for forty four billion dollars is in chaos, he's just posting memes. <laughs> like Omega just... lol. Yeah, like you know... <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So like it. It's especially hard because stuff, it's about this platform that is all about immediate reactions. It's about like short, yes. quick takes. Yeah. And so people feel the need to uh, post news immediately. Like there's one um, reporter, I'm I, I'm pretty sure I linked her in here or somewhere, but she works for the platformer and she's been doing a lot of the like on the ground reporting, like talking to Twitter employees and stuff. And even she tweeted something. I feel bad if I don't uh, find her account now, but it's, uh, I'm not in my accounts here, so I don't I don't know how to find it. Um, she even she tweeted this morning like, "Oh, just seeing this email that says this," and then she tweeted a couple more times about it, and she's like, "Actually, I'm not sure whether this is real. Hold on." Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, that's so, another huge problem." Yeah, like you were saying earlier, stuff going around, but there's also <laughs> genuine, genuine, just like crazy things happening, and how you differentiate between fabricated things and crazy things mm -hmm. is just like. Um, uh, so, Zoe, Zoe Schiffer, the chat is helping me out. It's Zoe Schiffer. Uh, yeah, she works for Platformer. A lot of good reporting on it, but you know, no one, no one's perfect. But yeah, I, I don't, I didn't really have anything else to say about it. I mean, it, it at this point, it's just kind of like, a, we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe Twitter will die. Even if Twitter dies, though, it'll come back. I feel like it, it I feel like oh, yeah. whatever happens, Twitter as an entity it may be something completely different to what Twitter is now, but Twitter itself will be around. It's a big brand. Someone's going to do something with it, you know? That being said, like MySpace went down. I guess something someone did do something with it, right? It's being <laughs> used true. right now. That's I true. Think. But I, I feel like, okay, I've heard you talk, okay, let's not talk a long time about Twitter, but I've heard you talk on Wancho yeah. a number of times about how you hate Twitter. Yeah. And every time you said that, I'm like, Phew kind of hurts because i love twitter uh because it's different from the other platforms it's it's you don't have to post an image like instagram uh it it's not made up of all these discrete like groups and and like a million different components like facebook it's just if you want to just post a couple of words you can just do it and it's fine you know i don't want to do that well if you don't want to do it, that's fine but i like it because <laughs> it's like especially for you know, people who I used appreciate... to like tell people to not use Twitter. I used to be like, you should get off Twitter. You right. should go outside and touch grass. I don't really do that anymore mm. because I had some feedback similar to kind of what you're saying. And I'm like, you know what? That has value. I just don't personally see a lot of value in it, but that doesn't mean that the value isn't there. Right. Um, I don't, I don't like tell other people not to use it anymore. Uh, but I think, and I think this is actually this whole thing going on right now is a perfect example of how good it is at this. Mm. I think it's all power isn't spreading ne negativity. Um, it's really good at amplifying negative messages. That's like the main thing that it's good at. Mm. Um, and I've heard you I, say I that, yeah. The Twitter being saved by the 2016 election totally makes sense because right. we've never had as much negativity around an election as we did around that one for America, I, whatever. I feel um, like I agree with you, but I would also say that it probably excels as well at amplifying extremely positive and heartwarming stuff it's like it, it won't and i think that this is this is kind of any social media platform extreme sentiments whether they're negative or positive will always do better do well 
if you put something out there and be like, I'm watching this show right now, it's pretty good. Like, (laughs) no one cares. As I've discovered trying to tweet about Andor, which is an amazing show, but (laughs) it's still a Star Wars Disney show. Let's not get into that, but I'm just saying that- I'm gonna watch it because of you. Dude! I I haven't talked to you about this. I am only going to watch it because of you, by the way. Oh my gosh, I'm so frustrated why. why more people aren't I know I understand why they're not watching it cuz the other shows were complete I mean I don't want to say they're complete garbage but they made me angry they're not good and andor is like somebody made a good show for like HBO light and it it happens to be a Star Wars show and it's faithful to lore and is actually made by people who know how to make a TV show it's just Watch Andor. That's mind-boggling for a Star um, Wars fan. Um, so yeah, I'll check yeah. it out. As someone who absolutely hates what Disney has done with them, I was surprised to like it, but I love it um, because yeah. it's good. Twitter, I you know it'll it'll go away. Uh, uh, I just hope that there is another. If Twitter dies, or if if Twitter is unable to be revived in the way that it in its current form, I wish that there. Uh, I hope that another social media platform will arise with the same kind of like. Uh, lack of care for posting. Like on Instagram, people try too hard. Facebook, I don't even know what's going on there. It's taken over by moms. TikTok is like (laughs) ADHD, too much stimulation. I can't handle it. Twitter is like more chill. And it's just like, we're posting jokes because we thought of a funny joke and you just write it down. Twitter is very much the social media platform that you use while you're getting coffee. Like it's, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Someone's like, dude, they're just movies with Luke. We did, we did Hackers. Good. Go watch yeah, it. It's actually really fun. I really enjoy I wish I cared more about movies and TV shows. So I should go on it more, but I, I don't. Um, I found I figured out a TV show that I watch actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But You're I do saying watch, you don't watch very infrequently. What? You guys told me to to think, but it's not gonna be interesting to talk about it on the show. Well just t- say what Past, it is. Taskmaster. What is that? You know what that it's a it's like a British game show i've i've heard the name i just completely forget what the subject matter is oh oh is it like a comedy thing every once in a while yeah they usually have comedians on yeah um, and and then they have them do various tasks and then they're like graded on how well they do the tasks and because it's comedians and for the most part it seems like they are trying to make an entertaining thing to watch instead of necessarily compete against each other they're still trying to like win right but you can tell that they're going for the entertainment value it's really funny. It's sort of like, like whose line ways is... that they come up with being able to uh, play and stuff. But yeah, I enjoy Taskmaster. I, I will usually like binge watch it a little bit and then forget about it for like a year or more and then binge watch a little bit again. Uh, but they have full episodes on YouTube. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. And it's not country locked. So it's just like, oh, sweet. I feel like I've definitely seen clips of this show. It's kind of like whose line is it anyway, but less like we're doing a skit with a bunch of people and more like one person has to kind of go off for a while and then other people rate them. No? Isn't it like kind of like improv comedy? Like you give a prompt and then they kind of... Or is it like they're actually doing physical tasks? I thought it was like... They're doing physical tasks, absolutely, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of the show. I I feel like there's other shows where someone like gives like a prompt and then you have to like come up with something. No, like... They'll film all of the task challenges before they film the show. 
and then the show is actually them watching the task oh back, okay and the taskmaster like giving them this is a really weird wanch show <laughs> we should um <laughs> well you brought me on i mean what do you expect <laughs> no this is fair this is fair but we should uh we should jump into the ftx thing i okay. feel like you have probably tracked this significantly well, better than i have sort of um, so like what i wanted to say about the ftx thing is that you know since before, the before you go into it just for people that have no idea what they even are. Oh, yeah. Oh, FTX. FTX so they is. Uh, FTX is a uh, cryptocurrency exchange owned by yeah. uh, or started by a guy named Sam Bankman Freed. Fried? I don't know how to say his name. Freed. Yeah. And uh, he was like viewed as sort of a prodigy, became a huge billionaire, very rich. Um, loves League of Legends. So that should tell you something. Uh, about how where this is going degenerate if you play league of legends everything yeah. else is fine you can't call anything else degenerate nowadays but league of legends that's the thing you can say it's degenerate it's fine oh okay yeah right. in case you didn't know that they released I, the, what uh, i do know is that he's really bad at league of legends this was honestly i think <laughs> I didn't the most know. disappointing part of this whole story to me because we're going to talk about how this guy screwed people over millions and billions of dollars and that's really obviously disappointing but the thing that impacted me the most is that this person apparently has hundreds of games potentially over a thousand hours like lots and lots of time in league <laughs> of legends and had, is stuck at hard stuck in bronze i was trying <laughs> yeah which I is just that. so cringe dude like i saw i just read an oh. article i just read an article uh that was saying well i didn't read it but like I, as i was about to come on set here i was like oh my gosh i don't know enough about this to talk about it so then i was like trying to look stuff up real quick and i found an article about how when he was on business meetings people would hear clicks in the background and he had a reputation for playing league of legends while on conference calls for business <laughs> wow that's uh so apm that's was amazing. apm was huge um still hard stuck in bronze though so basically <laughs> so basically with the ftx thing uh what i understand about it i didn't follow absolutely everything every development because honestly since the crypto crash earlier this year i have not paid attention as much to crypto stuff because yeah. i think that it think has largely kind of passed out of the mainstream, mainstream view i mean i don't want to say that because there. yeah there are still FTX like FTX had their name on a sports arena. I don't know for sure which one. I don't remember. But you know, but we're like, probably not yeah. going to be seeing Super Bowl ads for for crypto coins anytime soon again. Or maybe we will. I I, I don't even know when the Super Bowl is. Is it in April? <laughs> it's, it's, it's around there. I should know this. <laughs> I expected you to know, but what am I thinking? <laughs> I actually don't know. Um, uh, I, all I know is I get a notification from my brother and my dad every year, and they're like, "Hey, we're watching the Super Bowl. It's on this day," and I show up. <laughs> That's yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> yeah. My my mom makes chili, and it's a family thing. Um, yeah, but nobody watches anyway. it uh, before the Super Bowl. Anyways, uh, apparently, as far as I can tell, this is like the TLDR. Sam Bankman-Fried was he's the he started FTX, the exchange. He was using funds uh, from that exchange as collateral on another one of his companies called Alameda Re Research. Uh, he made some wrong decisions uh it caused the collapse of the exchange binance one of the other huge crypto exchanges in the world um uh at first they were like arguing about it it's at, at first they were like they were they had animosity and then binance was like 
okay, we'll bail you out because these the two founders of these exchanges actually do know each other and they've been, you know, they're both in the same sphere. And Binance said we'd bail you out, but then they backed out, leaving, you know, Sam Bankman fried uh, in, in dire straits. And many coins, many crypto coins uh, lost a huge amount of value, including Solana. And, uh, and that's basically like the super, super TLDR of the situation yeah. as far as I, I understand it. As far as my understanding, a couple of just little juicy details, and this is alleged. I'm put allegedly on this, but as far as my understanding goes, he said that he was not leveraging or like gambling with uh, users' funds that were inputting stuff into the FTX exchange. The problem is that FTX was was loaning out money to Alameda Research, mm. and then Alameda Research was leveraging and gambling with that money. So he was like, FTX is not going to do this. Right, right, right. he just lended the money to another group. So technically, right. He's like, technically, uh, they're not doing it, but they're doing it. They're, they're, le yeah, there's like, okay, yeah. we're, we're, there's some degrees of separation that somehow makes it okay. In there's their a lot of things that you would expect a League of Legends player to, to do <clears throat> in this story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the main question, well, one of the, yeah, exactly. Get him, drag him. Um, <laughs> Uh, one of the questions that this kind of brought up for me, I guess, was like people have been talking about cryptocurrency and like regulating it for so long. And obviously that kind of goes against, I mean, like you guys brought up the tweet earlier that I thought was hilarious from Jeff Geerling, just being like, it has never made sense. Like the whole idea, yeah. the whole point you would get into cryptocurrency is to have a decentralized currency. And then if when you put it in an exchange, it's just like, what, what's the benefit? If now it's just centralized, now it's just different well, money. I think I can kind of answer that. Actually, Please. it's it's people that don't care about that aspect. Um, they want it as a monetary vehicle. They want something that they can effectively gamble with. Uh, right. It's an investment. Um, they don't care about the fact that it's decentralized. They don't care about any of the the features of the different coins. They don't. They're not into the technical aspect of it at all. Um, they just go, okay, well, the line has gone up for a while. Uh, and then it went down and I'm going to buy the dip and then it's going to go up and I'll sell it again. Yeah. Um, so they're not worried about taking off exchange or the decentralized aspects. And then obviously there are tons of people that do care about those. But I think a lot of the people on exchanges are people that see the Super Bowl ads and whatever mm. else. And they see the line going up and they hear about billionaires that are made off of crypto and they're like, oh, OK, I'll buy some. And then they leave it on the exchange because they're not they're not technical and they don't care about those. Yeah. Aspects. And to me, I mean, that's the main because like. I every time we talk about cryptocurrency, I feel a bit bad because way back in the early 2000s, you know, and people were talking about, oh, or before then, I forget. I, I thought it was like early 2000s when this stuff really, or like 2011 or something. Um, you know, it wasn't a scam really back then. Like people actually were trying to, you know, they had some like libertarian ideas about finance. That was like and, the whole goal was yeah, the technical about stuff. Yeah, government cause, control cause people of weren't things. Speculating. And, yeah. yeah, which is like, you know, I'm not a libertarian, but I can understand that as a as a political ideology. You know, you're like, hey, that we think the government should have less say in what we do with our money and how we, you know, what we're allowed to do. And so let's make these cryptocurrencies and the, like we'll free people, especially in, in areas of the world where, you know, there are really oppressive governments. It would give some sort of freedom to people to do the things that they want. Destabilization. Yeah. So, like, mm -hmm. when you go all the way back, the idea of cryptocurrency was... I'm sure some people were in it just because and, they thought they could get rich, but for some of them, no doubt, yeah. it was, like, a noble goal. Could be. <laughs> and and for a considerable amount of people, it still is. I, I just yeah. don't think those are the people that largely got screwed over by this. 
Um, oh, for I sure. A lot of people so, that screwed over by this are, are speculators and people that are in it to, to to make that money. You know. Yeah, yeah, and some people are pointing out in the chat that like those people do still exist, and that, oh, yeah, you know absolutely. that's true. Of course, of course, there are people who are still involved in the in it be, because they have a hope that it has it could improve uh, society in some way. But I think that like mm. <laughs> that's the funny thing with these centralized exchanges. It it allowed. Uh, it allowed the the bad actors who are in on the th- in on things early to leave normies holding the bag. It's like, oh, we got you all hyped up for this stuff, and then we mm-hmm. got your investment, and now we're gonna get out while while the getting's good, and you're screwed. That's <clears> one <throat> of the roughest things about crypto is there's been so many bodies on the path, you know. Um, and for this sure. is just another one of those scenarios where, like. Uh, the, the people that I know that are really into it and they're doing it properly, I'm certain they weren't touched by this. Uh, other than the fact that a lot of different cryptos took a hit, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, but like, they didn't lose their coins. Their coins may have lost USD value, um, but they didn't lose their coins. Right. Um, Wait, did they? It's still. What do you mean? Uh, with the you're saying with the collapse of this exchange? Oh, right, because they didn't get hacked or anything. It was just the value tanked. There was, there was. Well, okay, no. Oh, maybe people it was that were on I... FTX. I think they lost their coins. What I'm saying is, people that don't deal with exchanges because they're like, no, I'm into the decentralized oh, aspects. Right. Yeah, sure, have it sure. on cold wallets, stuff like that. Those people didn't lose their coins physically, um, right. but they they might have lost some value or not. I don't know. It depends on what coins they're in. Um, but it it just it makes the whole space look gross. When this type of stuff happens in um, and i think that's something that a lot of crypto people have had a bit of a hard time either accepting or understanding or i don't know this whole time uh is i think the reaction by a lot of the hardcores when stuff like this happens is it owned noob you should have been on a cold wallet mm. which is fair to a certain degree <laughs> um but as much as you want to react that way as as long as this type of stuff happens, it's, I don't think it's going to hit the type of market adoption that they want it to. No. Um, so, well, um, it was nice to talk about FDX. That was, like that was the, the, the topic from today. I was least prepared to discuss because, uh, I kind of yeah. w- am way what more familiar with the rest about? of it. Well, what do you want to talk about? You wanted to talk about Pokemon. I know for sure. I do want to talk, about but maybe Pokemon. that's no one cares about that. Seems like people are upset um, that it's you get choppy frame rates. <laughs> well, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, oh, there's a source that is from. That's me? right. I what put you this? in there because I saw that you tweeted about oh, wow. it. So I honestly, I, didn't I, know I put, anyone saw this. I put this in there because I knew that you would probably have an opinion. Yeah, this is ruining my reputation about of not tweeting. The best people Pokemon are that I in do replies. The best um, Pokemon in any of the in any, of any of them. I have unironically heard that take. The, unironically which which wait which one <laughs> i didn't give a take uh that this game violet or whatever it's called scarlet i don't know is the is best the best pokemon oh sorry no i meant uh like which which pokemon which which oh which individual pokemon yeah, which... what my favorite pokemon is yeah um personally uh kadabra really yeah because Not... wait kadabra there's abra the middle one kadabra yeah. and then alakazam the right yeah because back in red and blue the old school Game Boy cartridge games. Um, my brother, I think it was, figured out that you could catch an Abra 
um, just north and west of Misty's gym, the second gym that you run into. There's this little thin patch of grass, and you can catch an Abra. My brother figured it out. Uh, I don't know how he figured it out. He might have spent a while in there. I don't know. Um, I mean, there are secrets. Out, you could get an Abra there. And we were both like, that's crazy. An uh, Abra? Because the internet's not like so much of a thing yet. Um, but it was magical. Yeah, we figured out you can get Abras in there. We figured out that they're useless. Ab, um, what do you mean? All they can do is teleport. They can't so learn you, any other you, moves? If you put them out in, in battle and you use teleport, you just go back to the, the, the Pokestop or whatever. The, uh, the, oh, the medical center. I don't remember what it's called. Wait, was that the... Yeah, because Abra... So I guess Abra was kind of like the... Well, kind not, of a derp. not Metapod, because Metapod, Metapod could still have the sting, the whatever, the, the one attack instead of just harden. Just harden. No, I mean, if you... I think if you find a Metapod in the wild, it might just have harden. But if you evolve a Caterpie into a Metapod... It was a Caterpie? I think it was. Oh, uh, they could have String Shot. So you could harden and String Shot together, nice. which is... Very good. Kind of a weird, like it seems weird together now to you me. For some reason, as first. an adult, you got to harden. Actually, multiple. Use harden, and then, and then, you, then can you can string shot. So yeah, that's the combo. That's how you finish the battle. This is we would um, never do this on TechLinked. This is <laughs> this is a WAN show uh, level of maturity. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears> but so you would you would put Abra out first, and then you'd immediately swap him with your strong Pokemon, so he got shared experience for the fight. Your strong Pokemon would take a hit. But then it would beat whatever you're fighting. Abra would get experience. You eventually get Kadabra. You fight with Kadabra for a little bit. You eventually get Psybeam. And then you just one-shot everything in the game. He's so overpowered. Psybeam. It's actually crazy. Don't it's so nuts. Don't sleep like, on Psybeam. It's crazy. <laughs> and I never... Um, we didn't have link cables. So we couldn't trade. So we couldn't get Alakazams. Yeah. Oh, but right. Yeah. That, that almost seemed so rude. It's like we're it watching the was, show. We're excited. We want to get the Pokemon, and then if I don't have any friends, then I can't get Alakazam. I'm d being discriminated against. You can't get Alakazam, against. you can't get Gengar. And Haunter is my second favorite Pokemon. You can't get freaking Gengar, everybody. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it was so frustrating, because both my, my two favorite Pokemon, I couldn't get to their third evolution. But they were sick anyways, because Haunter was also overpowered as hell back in those games. Because mm. all the normal type, type attacks couldn't hit him at all. Right, right. And a huge like, percentage of Pokemon back then just have like tackle. Okay. Um, so you um, can't touch them. I, it was amazing. I have been frustrated in the past with the fact that I spend a lot of time on WAN topics and then you guys just like do whatever you we're doing right now. You want me to get right back now. on the topic? Sounds good. Well, I'll but get on it. but okay. I'm realizing how difficult it is. So I feel I don't feel angry yes. anymore because that's good. It, I just want to talk about Pokemon. Um, yeah, things just happen. Pokemon, no, but this is a topic. So let's let's yeah. get back onto the actual Pokemon topic. What do you know about is, it? Because um, you know more than me, probably, honestly. Yeah, there's there's Pokemon Scarlet, Pokemon Violet, new games that came out. And there's clips. If you go to the Mudahar, Ordinary Gamers, uh, fantastic YouTube channel, if you go to his tweet and you watch this video, you can see it chug like crazy. Can the I performance problems in this game are actually wild. What do I press? Um, do I press Linus? Do I press the Linus button? Sorry, what do you want to do? I want to show my screen. Uh, make sure it's... Show the laggy... Make sure it I'm on Twitter. I'm just, I'm just on Twitter. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Push, There's no uh, bad things. Hard. Linus laptop. There it is. Oh, gosh. Wait, they can see the chat. Yeah, that's okay. Now yeah, they know fine. what everyone else is saying, too. They're going to argue with each other. Oh, no. All right. Sometimes they're really nice. Sometimes they point arrows and they say nice things. Witness the chat. Um, but, yeah. When has that ever happened? Yeah, the chop is really bad. 
and you can see things popping in and and popping out and it's just it's horrible and um <sighs> i mean okay so we saw it now i can go back uh, cam only Whew. i i can do this you're an expert this i can great. do the wan show <laughs> uh, give um, me one quick second i have not played uh, a pokemon game since oh what was it what was the second one <laughs> i played pokemon yellow little tidbit yeah, okay i was the yeah. first kid in my grade f six class with a to bring my game boy color and pokemon yellow game to school everyone nice. wanted to play people came up to me and they said hey i'm a pretty good pokemon trainer let me train your pokemon and i would give it to them and then they'd play and wow. like give it back to me and i'd be up a few levels it's like pfft. I was king of the castle. For real? That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. But that is that is. I think that's still that's still in the red and blue era. Yeah, yellow you just had Pikachu. It was red blue. Yeah, yellow was basically red and blue, but you had Pikachu, and there were a couple other like subtle things too. But it was the same game basically. Yeah. And then yeah. then I played I the next Japan one, had green, which is the I forget what it's called, but the one after that, and then that's the last one I played. I don't remember. Yeah. So I don't yeah, the, I don't have the, any context. The problem here lies with with Game Freak. <clears throat> Um, it's it's development problems. Um, there there are like sure okay the performance on the Switch is anemic. That is totally absolutely legit. The Switch at this point is quite old. Mm. Um, I was still making review videos for Linus Tech Tips when the Switch came out. Um, in a hot minute. Yeah, what uh, is it running in Nvidia have a Tegra? By now. Like <laughs> you remember what like that from is the Shield point? tablet? Like <laughs> yeah, like geez. it's it's a problem. We need an updated Switch for sure. Uh, hundred percent agree with that. It was that. so Absolutely crazy when they legit. released the OLED version and it just had the, it was the same internals. It's like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like come on. Because it wouldn't but be that hard either. It's just call like it's it, an ARM processor, switch, right? What's that? Whatever. Call it the new switch or whatever. Like do yeah, your, do your crappy Nintendo naming. No one cares. Just just make it a little bit better. Um, but I completely agree with Mudhar's take um, of emulating it and running it with a sixty FPS patch because it is despicable the state that this game was released in. Mm. Um, because it looks not good, even when it's not lagging. Some games look good. It looks like junk. This one and does then look it not also good. lags like crazy. Like mm. what? What is this? Oh Come yeah, on. someone points out the Tegra X1 chip is the chip, and it was running at half the the clock speed of the Shield. Apparently, I don't, I, don't, I can't verify that, but <laughs> I mean, they had to, they had to make some concessions, right? Because it's like, you know mobile it was so frustrating based. to me too man i got a taste of like i got a taste of like the steam deck and stuff before all of these like handhelds came out because I, I i did the video on ltt about running android on the switch before they uh modded out the uh the, the exploit with a with yeah. a patch and uh that was awesome man like streaming cloud games and stuff on the switch pc games anyways yeah like conrad says in philip plane chat best way to play the switch is to not and honestly at this point that's true because yeah. the best way to play switch is to emulate it right um on any of the is, other things that wild. you have yeah so game freak figure it out a lot of people pointed out that the release cadence might be too aggressive right i don't care okay um, either wow. start releasing games start releasing games less frequently right stop cash cowing pokemon so hard or hire more people and start doing a rotating thing where one team works on a game for like three years and you have two other teams so they're dropping games uh, in 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 series or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like this is this is ridiculous, and people should not 
financially reward um, this level of effort. Yeah, I, I heard people I, saying that, you know, it's like, okay, you can't blame them. They only have a year to do it. So then it's like, okay, you can well, absolutely blame them. If yeah. we if we say that that's the cause, then it's either the fact that like I don't know, I don't know who makes the final decision. It's probably higher ups at Nintendo wanting to like pump out Pokemon games. So, you know, Pokemon's a bad guy. Game Freak can, I I, I wouldn't blame. They Game need to figure Freak, it but, out. Basically, but, yeah. yeah. I'm not I'm not being like, hey, you individual developer that worked on the yeah. popping in of the graphics, you're a bad person. Like, That's I'm what not I thought you were that. saying to me. They need, <laughs> they, need to, they need to come up with a solution, a, biz, a business solution to this. They need to either release less games so they have more time to work on them, or they need to hire more people, expand the teams, and make it dedicated teams per game, and then make it so they're, they're rolling. So you have one team release a game every like three years, have three different teams, blah, 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 do something like that. I don't prefer that system, mm. but if they're really dedicating to this level of release cadence, then they need to do something like that. But okay. Anyways. Let's move on. Enough Pokemon. Um, yeah. What? I don't know what the, should we do another topic? Is that what you do? You've already done yeah. sponsors. So yes. from here, it's just, it's whatever we- We're free. We, you, We're free. Did you we cover- merch messages. Oh, sure. Sponsors. That's it. Or, okay. Sorry, and we got topics. Linus showed me where the merch me messages are, but now they've escaped me. Oh, there they are. Hello. We're, we're letting those. Um, we're letting them um, chill. They have steep. to. They have yeah. to steep. They have to. Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Marinating. No. Ferment. They have to ferment. Ah. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And we'll then the final. <laughs> they'll. You send in a mer mes merch message, and you think it's pretty good, but you don't even know how good it's going to be by the time we get yeah. to it. It'll be even better. Yeah. Um, these are properly aged merch messages. Okay, which one of these did you have thoughts about? Line, I don't um, think you guys talked about the Doom Eternal soundtrack thing, right? Because Linus asked me not. to put that in there, but I, Anthony filled it out, so I don't. I still don't know what's going on with that. So I think I think it's probably best to leave that to ne next week if Linus still wants to talk about it, unless you know everything about it. I know some things about it. This amount of notes is actually crazy. Um, I yeah. have a large monitor. It does not fit on the monitor. Anthony um, does so not I think screw around. He doesn't. He dives in. I like it. Um, but yeah, I think I'm just going to start reading through this. I know some of this. So I'm going to have opinions along the way. But based on the amount of notes here, I, I honestly don't think I know all of this. Um, Anthony says, I did my best to cut this down, but this is a messy one. That's totally legit. Honestly, this being this long very likely makes a lot of sense. And he intros it with bolded letters, which we don't normally do. It's important. Don't go after anyone. Mm. This is not an encouragement to harass anyone or anything. Don't do it. Please. Don't do Every it. Every single time that people say this and then people are like, oh, it's a coded message to do it. And then they do it anyways. They screw with everything and they make it worse. And it's really freaking annoying. So stop. <laughs> don't go after anyone. Seriously. Let There is proper... Well, I believe there's, we'll see. I think there's legal process happening with this right now. Um, yeah, I mean. Let that let uh, that go its course. Yeah, we'll see. Anyways. You go cool. ahead. Doom Eternal's much anticipated soundtrack was released to little acclaim in 2020 when it was discovered that the quality of the mixes were incredibly subpar. Some of the many issues include cuts between songs and sections, sometimes with overlap, but no fade causing clicks and pops tempo changes, and just various gaps. Outcry surrounding this led to Mick disowning the OST, according to Doom Eternal executive producer Marty Stratton on the r slash Doom subreddit shortly after release. I will add some context here. The soundtrack for Doom Not Eternal, like the previous one, was amazing. Mm. Fantastic. 
and I believe it was made by the same person. Interesting. Moving forward. In his lengthy post, this being Marty Stratton, uh, he, defend, he defended id, or id software, id software, um, and sound designer Chad Mossholder. Uh, the main issue with the OST itself, according to Stratton, was that id didn't have the original files to mix with, leaving only the in-game files to splice together. It's further claimed that Mick delivered less music than expected in time for the OST's release, necessitating these splices. Mick was said to have supervised Chad on a backup OST and signed off on a combined work. Oh, Marty man. says that id did absolutely nothing to prevent Mick from delivering on his commitments within the time frame he uh, asked for. The harassment faced by id, he said, was a result of comments made by Mick, who had since done, quote unquote, nothing to change the conversation. This is a lot of names. Good luck following it. The ultimate ending of this is going to be, if you're interested, you're going to have to dive into it yourself. Yeah. Because Mick and Nick. And <laughs> There's a Mick blah, and a blah, Nick? Blah. Oh my gosh. I think so. Am I wrong? And id. No, it's Mick and Marty. Oh, Marty. Sorry, yeah. We'll yeah. start with M, which I think is going to get Mick and Marty. Involved, but anyways, at the end of all this, maybe uh, they'll still open up a pasta shop together. A pasta shop. That be cute? Um, you very, don't eat there. You just go and buy pasta and take it home. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> no sauce. Um, very recently, Mick Gordon posted a very long, very detailed rebuttal. In the post, prompted by damage to his professional reputation. Mick provides evidence uh, that highlights the extreme crunch he was expected to work through. Being asked to write music before areas of the game was created, often resulting in music that did not fit uh, and had to be remade. Having the OST announced while no contract was in place to produce it. Um, expectation of a new track every two weeks, regardless of whether previous tracks had been rejected or had to be redone due to changes in design. That's a huge issue. Um, an extreme push to meet the original November 2022 2019 release date, threats of lawsuits during arguments over contractual demands, and not being paid for 11 months while this was happening. Whoa, what the heck? I didn't know that part. For the OST, Mick says his interaction with Chad was minimal, and he never heard the final product before release. Metadata provided by Chad showed the OST was being made without him for six months before he was contracted to do it, after it was delayed, but without him, as in, I think, Mick? Hmm? I don't know. Um, according to Mick, it definitely did have the original source files, but they didn't mix them properly. When it did release, meaning the game, I think, several demo tracks were rejected and thus not paid for. Uh, several demo tracks several demo tracks that were rejected and thus were not paid for because oh. they were rejected were included in the OST, <clears throat> which is not cool. Bad. No. Mick says that if he had acted the way Marty says, Bethesda would have had the right to not pay him um, what they did, including an on-time bonus. Okay. Mick suggests that the real reason the OST was rushed was because of legal issues surrounding pre-order bonuses and consumer protection laws. Prior to Marty's post, Mick says that Marty had an, had instructed him to not... Holy crap. Hello? I can't follow this. Yeah. 
there's too many names. I don't know if I'm just like brain frog from being sick, but I'm reading this out myself. And this I is know. Crazy. Honestly, as... Marty Mick, okay. Marty, Chad, Marty Mick, Mark. Doe. Uh, Twitter? Jeez. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyways, there's a lot of... Uh, he said, she said. Um, moral of the story is don't do or request contract work without a rock solid contract. Contractors aren't employees and always keep receipts. This is These are good points. Um, yeah. discussion question we've heard of crunch in the games industry before we were literally talking about it before the stream uh but mostly in respect to employees not contractors oh. how much of this is a i don't know if that's true it's definitely both always uh how much of this is a systemic problem and how much of this is due to the dynamic of management versus contractor i think it's absolutely both how many interactions like this happen that aren't high profile and never get properly resolved and who gets the short end of the stick that's a lot of discussion. I will say that, like, you know, one of the only things that I think I can say about this is I think in the games industry particularly, there seems to be a problem with uh, having a lot of this type of conflict in the happen in the background. And it only really comes out, um, you know, when when there's like a big giant uh, online fiasco fiasco about it. I feel like when yeah. it comes to other industries, maybe like movies um, you know, this stuff is more likely to emerge as people are kind of like talking about it, uh, in the open a little bit more, but with this, it's like, oh, we found out after the fact that all of these employees from these game studios have been completely, uh, I mean, I will say that like, when it comes to like visual effects and other things, like there have been similar, uh, you know, uh, scandals in, in other industries. It just seems that like, it seems that this is a gut feeling that in the games industry, it seems like this stuff seems to be swept under the rug a bit more. Um, which is not good. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people just swallow the pill that they're working in the games industry, so they'll deal with it. Right. Because um, there's this belief in crunch. Like it's like thing. a cultural thing almost, depending. Mm -hmm. Now whether it's, it's, it's changing, but... It's also a very difficult thing because games are often, not always, obviously, but games are often, especially this one I would include in there, very complicated systems have to be worked on by a huge variety of teams and those teams are going to have different delays and then the ability for other teams to be able to progress in their work is going to lean on the uh a different team achieving their goal so if team a has a delay that delays team b's ability to work on something so a lot of these delays will cascade into even more delays and it becomes software development is already uh, a situation where it's it's nigh impossible to make accurate timeline estimations of how long it's going to take you to do something mm. you can make very educated guesses then you can run into problems that there was no way you could have foreseen that can just wreck everything right, right? Uh, um, some people there's are also pointing... oh good there's also uh, a huge chance for scope changes this is a huge problem in mm. the gaming industry um something will happen uh like remember when battle royales just like blew up and every game in development was like oh wait we need a battle royale oh my goodness um that's a pretty major scope change, for example. Um, but yeah, it, it can be it can be really rough. Also, gamers. Oh yeah, not I mean, the, not the greatest audience to have in this scenario. Yeah, yeah, um, I mean, because they're gonna be pissed about crunch. But then if your game is late, you're the worst person on the planet. So it's like, ah. And I will say to I validate what you were saying rough. about Twitter earlier, like it definitely seems like you know. Uh, 
gamers are online more so than, you know, fans of other entertainment mediums. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I, I don't think that you're getting like, you know, with movies and stuff, you have people like backlash, but like with games, it's like every little game that is able to have a Twitter account and post updates is, is liable to be swarmed by people who are unhappy oh, yeah. with decisions they make. Um, less the so for like smaller movies piece. and whatnot. So. Because they're they're very very loud. Um, mm. They will complain about things very quickly and very intensely, um, but they absolutely refuse to vote with their wallet. Uh, they will review bomb mm. things. They'll do all this other kind of stuff. The one of my favorite things to see is where people will catch people in screenshots where they have review bombed something and then bought it afterwards. Um, mm, yeah, or like right. people who will be like, I will never buy this thing. And then you can see it's like in their account. So they, <laughs> they clearly did buy it. It's like, that's, that's gamers in my opinion. Yeah. They will scream about something. They'll say it's the worst, most vile thing ever. And then they'll buy it and buy all the DLC and buy all the optional skins and spend every dollar they possibly can on the game. I will say that um, like, you know, I'm on a, I'm on a movie podcast. So I feel the need I get, I I empathize with the need to kind of like play what other people are playing and like, oh, this game just came out. Everyone's mm -hmm. talking about it. Mm -hmm. I need to play it because I need to have a take so that I can post about it or talk about it on Discord or whatever. And like, you know, you know, I don't want to have to avoid spoilers. There's all sorts of things. So I empathize with that thing because on a movie podcast, you got to keep up with what's going on. You got to watch the, the new movie. But at the yeah. same time, after having a kid, I uh, have way less time to uh, keep up with things, so uh, I, 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 I've never really been good at playing like the super new new game, but even less so now, and I feel like if you allow yourself to, to kind of get rid of that need to like play every game when it comes out so that you can be take part in the, in the whatever you call it, I mean, dogpiling on people online, uh, it's, it's actually pretty cool. If you just kind of chill out and you're like, I I can play some of these 300 games in my Steam library. I don't need to keep buying things, you know? Yeah. Minimalism. Yeah. yeah. Um, Come on, guys. The other uh, thing that I wanted to the... mention real quick right, is that people it. were posting in the in the chat tech unions. It's or uh, unions in games is like it's it's starting to change, but there's not a whole lot of worker protections because there's so much contract work and stuff. And we kind of alluded to that earlier. Anyways, that's all I wanted to so say. That's, that. that's what I was saying too, is like there was the discussion question, but like we hear about it with employees, but not contractors. Right. There's a huge amount of contractors yep. in the game development space. You probably don't realize they're not employees. Right. Um, but yeah, it's totally a thing. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, you want to do your people make games? Yeah. Topic? So this was something that um, someone sent to Linus, and Linus had, had, didn't really know uh, what was going on with it, so he asked me to take a look. And I am subscribed to People Make Games. I like them as a channel. They, uh, you know, obviously, Tech Longer is kind of a similar thing I'm trying to do, where I want to do this type of deep dive in, uh, investigation. But they made this video. They post. They posted about a week ago, just over a week ago, and they're finding that. Valve's underage gambling problem. Do you remember that from like 2015, 2016? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but... It's basically as bad as it ever was. I mean, I don't want to say that because we don't have like exact numbers, but it's it's still a huge thing. I mean, uh, here, I'll start reading the stuff, I guess. Uh, a recent investigation by YouTube gaming journalist People Make Games has uncovered the fact that the CSGO skin gambling industry is continuing to get minors hooked on gambling despite the issue dominating headlines back in 2016. I'm just going to uh, bring up their 
video here just so you can see it okay real quick and then you can you can go watch it because it's you know it's 36 minutes long it's a great video um check it out and now to go back to the thing uh remember so so streamers tom syndicate castle and trevor t martin martin back in 20 you know 16 received multiple civil lawsuits for for promoting the gambling site csgolotto.com during their streams without disclosing that they were the site's owners. Uh-huh. Uh, they rigged the site so they could win top-tier loot while streaming to their millions of followers, many of which were children. Um, and similar cases uh, happened with other streamers. Uh, Valve eventually threatened skin-gambling websites with legal action unless they closed down. And Twitch warned uh, streamers not to stream those those websites uh, which I thought was interesting because they didn't do it because of like the moral reason or like the, you know, and because it's bad for minors, but because doing so would be breaking the terms of service of third parties, which is against Twitch's own terms of service. Uh, and there was a whole, did, were you around? Did you pay attention to the recent thing where Twitch, uh, banned unregulated gaming, gambling, but not actual yeah. gambling is still like totally fine on Twitch? Which is yeah. like you can have a, a position on that. I'm not saying that like there should never, you know. I don't want to. I don't want to go hard on that. But it was just interesting that they. Uh, it seems like everyone's just kind of trying to pass the buck here. Um, yeah. So then, uh, as so, all these points are from People Make Games video. Just so you know, uh, if you want more information, definitely watch it. In 2017, Syndicate slash T Martin got lost got their lawsuits dismissed and this is an interesting point their lawyer made the argument that using the site was basically just like using McDonald's Monopoly or like playing Monopoly at McDonald's uh where you can because you can get a free lotto ticket if you ask so if you is that a Canadian thing I was asking somebody the other day do we is McDonald's Monopoly just in Canada but they have they have promotions. I mean, if it, regardless, no, there, there's American McDonald's monopoly. Okay, 100%. all right, sure. Yeah. So you go to McDonald's, you can only buy, you can only obtain tickets to to play the game, you know, which is essentially gambling more or less, uh, by buying McDonald's products. And the re the way they get around it being quote unquote gambling, I guess, is because you can actually go up to the counter and say, I don't want to buy anything, but I want to play. Uh, and they'll give you like two tickets or whatever, and you can rip them. So you're not. I didn't because, know you could do that, but that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because you don't have to put money down. You could like it's a game, and if you buy products, you'll get more tickets. But you could just get tickets by not paying money. So that was like sure, the okay. legal. It was related to that argument, which is uh, the way that they got the lawsuits dismissed, which is kind of crazy. Um, so most people kind of forgot about this whole issue. And thought the issue had been resolved. I certainly did. I I thought that like, oh yeah, the whole skin gambling thing. I that was that was way back. They figured that out. But people make games points out that skin gambling sites are still thriving. Sites like CS:GO Roll, CS:GO Empire, CS:GO Fast, CS:GO Polygon, and more. They have millions of users each. Uh, so their video has a sobering section, playing excerpts from a lot of interviews with players who said they got into it at like 13 and 14 years old. Uh, they bet and lost hundreds of dollars on skin betting, and many describe the experience as a key reason for their gambling addiction. So I think Ooh. that's that's really where you know if you if you're coming into this and you're like yeah it's you know it's just a game like you know it's it's not that it's not that big of a deal. Yes, if you have the you know mental capability and emotional maturity to understand what you're doing and and 
and how you're getting into it, right? But for 13 and 14-year-olds and whatever, they don't, like, it's setting up these habits, and then they stay. Like, they describe, these people uh, describe having modern day, they have issues with it now because they got so into it back then, and then, like, it it, it uh, yeah, forms these dopamine sure. path, pathways. Some, someone pointed out, sorry, just before we keep going, uh, apparently the U.S. used to have Monopoly, mm. Uh, but it was rigged by the promo runners. Ah. I haven't had it in years. That's the only reason why I knew they had it, because I watched this whole mini documentary on how the FBI was involved with McDonald's Monopoly because <laughs> of all the corruption involved with it, which is so yeah. interesting. But, and other people are yeah. pointing out that um, gambling is already in-game, though. Like in CSGO, you yep. can pay money, get a loot box. You don't know what's in the box. You know, there's there's loot boxes. Like it's 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 a common concept, but I mean, I, I guess I, I'm I'm not familiar enough with the like long history of loot boxes in games to know whether CS:GO was like one of the first games with that. Do you would you can you speak to that, Luke? Um, I you can I say no. I suspect there was probably I don't know. Yeah, um, but I, I mean, suspect there was probably some form of gambling before loot boxes. Right, and, and I know loot boxes was the first mainstream version. Sure. And and the the accusation, one of the things they talk about in the video is the fact that when you open the loot box, it's like a little slot machine graphic. And there's all these skins and they all go and then slow down. And you're like, get the feeling that, oh my gosh, I was so close to that high-end one. Oh, I got to do it again. I'm so, I was so close that time. But really, the, the result is decided before you open yeah. the box. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's basically where things are at. These 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 sites are thriving. Uh, they're being used by children uh, and adults, uh, which is whatever. But the the question they ask is why doesn't Valve do anything about this? Uh, PMG's case is essentially that, like they're they're saying that it's Valve's job to stop this, uh, since it's their collectible system on Steam that allows people to say, all right, you're gonna uh, you can earn some of these things through the game, but a lot of people are just going and buying them and then using that, you know, they're, they're taking the skin to the skin betting site and gambling with that. Um, analysts told People Make Games that it's obvious how Valve profits from allowing skin gambling sites to thrive. Like casino chips, every skin is bought from the house. That's Valve. But the only way to cash out is to sell your skins to third-party sites, meaning Valve keeps every dime. In a casino, when you win a bunch of money, you take the chips back to the to the house, and you're like, hey, okay, let's exchange this for money. So if you win a lot of stuff at a casino, this the casino loses money, or I mean, whatever, and that, they have to give you the money directly. If you win a bunch of, of valuable skins in skin gambling, Valve isn't losing money if you want to like cash those out, because you're going to go to a third-party site and they're going to pay you for the skins, thinking that they can take those skins and put those back into the ecosystem and get money from that. So Valve keeps all the money. <laughs> like, So they have a incentive to keep these going. I'm not saying that they know this and that they're doing this on purpose, but it doesn't look great. Um, if they completely shut down these sites tomorrow, analysts told people make games that the value of skins would tank. So that's all an, you know, another yeah. reason for them not to do it. And the popularity of the sites keeps people using Valve's products. People still do like showing off the skins in game. So, you know, it's 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 tough because there's a clear incentive for Valve to not do anything, but at the same time, it's like 
the last time that this kind of thing came to light, there was a huge backlash about it and made crazy headlines and everyone was talking about it. So, um, and like, if people are like, ah, the skins can't be worth that much. I've seen how skins, how much skins cost in games. Well, um, there is an AK, an AK 47 case hardened pattern number 661, uh, that apparently just sold for over 400 grand. Hmm. USD. Wow. One skin for one gun. And <laughs> might I say, it looks ugly. Worth because it. Because apparently there's four stickers on it. It's not about how it rare. looks, Luke. It's for the prestige. It is. This has got to be the prestige because it is a butt ugly skin. <laughs> it's like a fine skin, I guess. It looks okay, well, now wait. Normal, but does it have a name? Can I look it up? Four stupid stickers on it. Just just look up uh, $400,000. CSGO AK. You'll find it. 400K CSGO AK. Dexerto. Being sold by the Danish collector. Uh, that's it. Lux Is that it? Bones. Are we looking at it yeah, here? Yeah, that's the it. Blue? All the stickers are on it. It looks stupid. I mean, I think it's kind of cute. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't, I'm, I get I'm just kidding. I don't a... understand. I get it from an exclusive. Well, I don't get it at all. But um, I guess the value in it is the exclusivity. Um, because if I remember correctly, I think someone said it's like stat tracked. I don't remember. Um, it's also in like the like new or whatever their naming is for um, as good condition as it can be in. It's in a really rare pattern. And then the four stickers, I believe, are rare or something. Um, <laughs> but like, man, wow. I don't know. Wait, I how do I? This one, cam only. Wait, you can do that, can't you, Dan? You're trusting me with the with the potential reveal of sensitive information when you have control too. Yeah, I'm the dumb tech news man. You can't give me control. This is a huge mistake. But you're you're Linus now. I'm Linus now. Yeah, a lot of people are still confused yeah. about why I'm here. I and don't not Linus. I don't touch your buttons. Quick update: Linus had to go to an event. He's a high flying uh, billionaire. Uh, doing cool things like Bruce Wayne all the time. So you can't stick around, you know? He's going to see Luke. Um, so the, yeah, I already covered the uh, slot machine thing. So the discussion question I had for this was, gaming started as a young person's game, but is now enjoyed by all ages. Whose responsibility is it to protect kids from gambling? Is it Valve? Is it their parents? Is it the government? Like who who should we really be looking at here and being like, ah, you're you're at fault. Like, obviously, Valve should above. do something about it. Obviously, Valve, it would be nice if they did. But one of the points that they make in the video that I didn't really cover in this one is how Valve kind of takes sort of a hands-off approach with a lot of things when it comes to moderation. Like, we had that whole thing. They totally do. And yeah. uh, I, I forget how long ago that was now, but originally they didn't have any... Or they did have, like, porn games on Steam, and then they were like... They banned them, and then they're like, oh, okay, just kidding, they're back a year later or something. Do you remember anything about that? Yeah, I don't remember all the details exactly, but I do remember that was a thing that happened. I think that's how tags came into existence, right? Oh, well, there you go. So people could tag something as, like, not safe for work, essentially, mm. and then you could, by default, that tag is, is not shown to you. I, I think that's I think that's came around at the same time. I yeah, be wrong though. people are pointing out that there is porn on Steam now. Yes, but like that was that was a recent development because they were for a yeah. while there they were like, 
it seemed like they honestly flip-flopped a bunch of times because they were like, do we want to have heavy, yeah. mo- heavy moderation? Should this be like for a family-friendly type of situation? Or do we just kind of, is it just like a games platform and anyone can put what they want on there within reason, you know? I think the main thing that they did was basically make it so that unless you're looking for it, you shouldn't find it. Right. Um, and I think so they I think largely like by default succeeded. Accomplished that. Yeah. Because yeah. unless you unless you tell theme, like, I want to see these. Hello? He has to Unless yell. You tell, yeah, you, you tell that bird to that shut you, the hell up. I just whistle at. Wait, them where's the? Where, I have a swear bleep. I won't use it. I won't risk it. Yeah, don't. don't Linus is good at it, but I'm gonna screw it up, and then I'll get our whole channel demonetized. It's yeah, it's it's scary. How, how the way dare that you I talk normally, how the way you? the way I talk off camera, we're in trouble. <laughs> I do. Um, if you ever played Assassin's Creed or Black Flag, I do the whistles that he does in that game to my birds. Oh, so you um, muted yourself. And they find it distracting because it, it sounds like a bird chirp. So it's distracting. So they're like, huh? And huh? will often Pirates? throw them off of what they're currently doing. Um, you should you yeah. should yell yeah, at them yeah. like, yeah. Like. The yelling at them will accomplish just like nothing because they they like loud noises. So if I, if I yell at them, they'll be like, yeah, <laughs> let's party. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> yeah, they're not going to like interpret it as anger. Um, okay. So to come back to the, uh, yeah. to the topic, I guess, uh, and yeah. obviously, you know, people have, have pointed out in the, in the, in the chat, like, Oh, you know, if parents are letting their kids have access to funds and stuff, then, you know, that's like, you know, no one, no one's to blame or whatever. And it's like, you know, not everyone's parents, are are great people you know like sometimes or or they're busy or they don't know and uh you know like this is this is a huge reason why this is such an issue is because parents kind of you know know about movie ratings and you know other things like that are designed to protect children from experiences that they're not ready for and games is still like even after so many years uh games is still kind of like a black box to a lot of parents and uh, you know, no matter what generation they're from, I obviously, obviously things are are progressing there, but it's still like, you know, a lot of a lot of kids, a lot of parents don't don't they just don't know. So you can't you yep. can't say oh it's up to the parents to do it because you say, who someone think of the children, etc. You know what I mean? I do. I do think I would like to see more regulation from government about things like loot boxes and games. Um, I think promoting mm. gambling to a format that as much as you are saying it is definitely an all ages thing now is definitely targeted straight in the kids direction right. with a lot of games. I mean, and then promoting gambling through the form of loot boxes with those games and a form of gambling that ropes you in, right? Cuz you're always going to get like at least one for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and I think a lot of those games will rig that first one that you get for free so you win something kind of cool and then you want to do it more, right? Yeah. Um, and they also so like Oh good. I'm just saying like I I just think it's it's uh and I would like to see it not be What that. did you say there? What was that? See? I don't know. I, now I just want to know. Which, special. which one of the forbidden words? Um, yes. Avada Kedavra. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I was going to say something else about it, but I forgot. Uh, oh, oh, at the end of the at the end of the video, uh, it's a great video. You should definitely go watch it. Uh, at, uh, they talked to a the video game attorney guy. Actually, I forget what his name is, but I think he's on YouTube as video game attorney. Um, and he was talking about how some 
uh, platforms. I don't think he wanted to say specifically whether it was Valve or not. So don't I don't know if it's Valve. I think he was trying to refer to other platforms that have these kind of mechanics and how they will um, they will manipulate drops so that if you if they've detected through uh, data collection that you're someone who's more likely to spend money, they will limit the amount of uh, things that you can earn in game because they know that you're going to pay for the good stuff. But wow. if you are someone who won't pay, wow. who is less likely to pay, they'll give you better stuff. Which is just... That's so rough. <laughs> which is crazy. So <laughs> again, I'm not saying that a specific platform does that, but this guy was indicating uh -huh. that at least some platforms that he knows of through uh, d does this and he knows this by talking to the people involved in, the, in that. So... Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy time out there. And yeah, I think I agree that we need some sort of... Like, I... I think that some jurisdictions, I think the UK had some sort of legislation about loot boxes being officially gambling. Um, I'm not sure where that's at in North America, but uh, I, it's kind of crazy that this video hasn't gotten more traction given how huge the issue was uh, back in 2016. It was like dominating yeah. headlines. I remember I was, I was making Netlinked daily at that time at NCIX, and we talked about it a lot at that time. Uh, it was a big deal. Yeah, and this time, you know, these guys put out this video, and honestly, I didn't. I watched. I I saw it pop up, and I was like, okay, yeah, uh. because I thought the issue. I didn't watch it initially until Linus was like, oh, this might be something for Wancho, and then I watched it because I didn't. I was like, I thought it was over. I thought this was just going to be like a little update. I'm like, yeah, there's still people trading skins, but I didn't realize. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna watch it because I I haven't watched it yet, but I I love the people make games channels. So They're I'm fantastic. To watch it. Um. But I, I, people might just be tired of this topic and more busy watching uh, the world burn in various ways. Indeed. Um, uh, next and last topic. Should sure. we go over the disabling iOS anti-tracking thing or should we just hit merge messages? I'm going to leave this up to you. I can do the iOS anti-tracking pretty quickly, I think. It's, it's, not, sure, yeah. it's not as complicated as maybe it looks... Um, wait, where did it go? I can't... Uh, up. Oh, people up. Make games there it is. Up. Yeah, yeah. Anthony filled yeah. this out. Um, basically, yeah, so basically, the Apple released this um, anti-tracking or app tracking transparency feature in iOS 14.5. Uh, it's a prompt that asks if users would like to allow the allow apps, like individual apps, it pops up. Uh, it asks you if you want to allow the app to track your activities across the internet and other companies' apps. A massive 96% of U.S. users opted out in the earliest days of the features released. Uh, and you know, Facebook and Apple had a big fight about this. They Facebook lost a bunch of money, and Apple was like, you know, screw you because this is what we have to do to protect people's privacy. Um, and it's becoming apparent that what Apple was doing was basically basically kind of making a play to be Google, uh, in the sense that they want to supercharge their own ad services. Now, you guys have talked about this, I think, a little bit before on the WAN show with, with various topics that have come up. But the key detail about this one is the fact that when you go to disable uh, the settings in iOS that are meant to... Where is it? I want to say the, the actual thing. Um, disabled... Uh, I think one of them is personalized ads, and the other one personalized is... suggestions do and not track. device analytics. Yeah, Anthony Anthony said yeah. the like uh a lot more technical uh way to describe it, but basically there are two toggles on 
your iPhone that you can go and toggle off. One is per- one says allow personalized ads, and you can say no, I don't want personalized ads, which is uh, it's ostensibly saying that don't track me and don't collect my data. Just give me the 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 generic ads, uh, which means you don't need my data. And then there's another one that says do not track, and that's like involving sending a do not track request in like various other situations. And you can turn both of those off. And these ha- these developers, uh, app developers Tommy Misk and Talal Haj Bakri, who work together under the name Misk, that's their development team, uh, revealed that Apple's app tracking transparency, um, when you turn these off, it still collects the data in Apple apps. So in non-Apple apps, it will turn it or it will stop them from collecting data on you. <laughs> but in Apple apps, and not every Apple app, but a good many of them, including the App Store itself. Uh, collects all kinds of information, uh, profile IDs, hardware IDs, and info, keyboard language, metrics about apps viewed with timestamps and durations for viewing, all actions taken within the apps, including like you tapping on things and how long you're looking at things, a massive amount of data describing uh, subscription statuses and installed apps. This is all collected and sent to Apple, and it's used uh, to... Well, I, I don't know if they found that it's used to personalize the ads. I don't know if they can get that far, but they can. Collected. They know that yeah. it's being collected and sent to Apple. So, like, I don't honestly. There's a part of me that I'm like, is this as big of a deal? Because it's not like there's one part of me that's like, this is kind of crazy. Apple is saying whatever happens on your iPhone stays in your iPhone, and at the same time, uh. It is a big deal because they get they put these buttons on your phone that don't do anything when it comes to Apple's own apps. Aggressively misleading people about privacy is like super not okay. So I I think it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So like we um, made this the title story on TechLink the other day, and the original title I put on there was "These buttons do nothing" or "These buttons don't work" because they don't do anything. You can swap that. <laughs> it's like you know when you open Facebook or whatever, the prompt will come up being like, "Do you want Facebook to to track you?" And you say no. And that works in that app, but in an Apple app, nope. it, do, it doesn't do anything. We're going to do it anyways. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I think you guys looked into this, and when you open an Apple app, you don't get the prompt. You can set it at a at a system yeah. level, but, yeah. it, but it doesn't do yeah. anything. So, anyways, um, discussion funny. question, how can we trust anything any company says about respecting your privacy? Can't. Yeah, so, like, that's kind of, it's the same thing. You can't. Uh, we live in the current uh, year, and it's bad. It's bad news for privacy. Um, should companies yeah. making privacy claims be required to independently audit their practices? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but like. But they um, won't. We won't. If you look at the the 2008 housing crisis, the independent auditing houses, um, I shouldn't say houses in that context. The the independent auditing firms or whatever, mm-hmm. um, were all just playing the game, right? So they would just get paid by the companies that they were supposed to be auditing and just put stamps on things and be like, yep, looks good. Yeah. All the time because they were just making tons of money. That's just going to happen again. So like, yeah, that should probably happen, but it's just going to have endless amounts of corruption anyways. So did you ever, I have a question for you, Luke, did you ever believe, hmm. cause I, I, I know that you care about, uh, stupid things like facts and, uh, evidence, but, on previous WAN shows, it seems like you, you know, um, have wanted to kind of like, hey, let, say like, let's let's hold on. Let's only say things that we're absolutely confident of when it comes to Apple and privacy when this topic has come up before. Um, did you have an actual 
Did you have was it did any part of you actually believe that Apple actually was talking uh walking the walk a little bit when it came to privacy? They say we care about your privacy. Did you believe them a little bit? Uh, Not that there's no pre, reason to believe them on anything anymore. I'm just saying. Yeah, pre all of this, I I did to a certain degree. I thought an iOS device was more secure, mm-hmm. um, and I think it Me too. was at that time. Um, when this landed, I had concerns. <laughs> mm. It did. It didn't seem like they were 100 playing ball in the way that they wanted people to think they were. Um, but I didn't have a particular reason to think that they weren't. Like I, I'm the opposite of shocked. That this topic is in the dock and this is a thing. That's but what I I'm, didn't yeah. want to say it until it happens, right? Right, right, uh, right. Because I think you, I think there's a lot of danger there uh, when you criticize things or people or corporations or whatever uh, for something that you don't know is legit or potentially isn't legit. Mm. That makes it so that when you do want to criticize them for something that is legit, it adds question to your criticism. Right. Um, so I always want to be want to be careful about that. Time. Yeah. No. And I. I mean. I. I completely agree. I. I will say that. Uh. I. In the absence of any hard evidence that Apple did anything differently, I. You know. It's. It seemed like they did care about privacy. Uh. You know. And. And. And I think that like it made sort of business sense too, to. Oh yeah. Have that as a differentiating factor in a world where absolutely everyone is collecting everything about you that they can. Yeah. Apple comes out here and is like. Guess what? We don't have a huge ads business. We we get all our money from hardware and and software yeah. to a certain degree, but but it's mostly iPhone sales, Mac sales, like that that's where they're making a lot of their money and they're and now it's services as well. They're selling subscription services and all this stuff. But and that's huge. Um but it hasn't been like a data collection you know, we're ser- we're serving you ads and that's how we make money. That's been Google's thing. So I was willing to believe to a certain extent in the absence of evidence that Apple did, did care about, or not, I don't want to say care about your privacy, but that they, they had chosen to not yeah. do this type of collection. But and I was hoping that was the case. I just, I wasn't 100% confident. Yeah. I just, I feel like the, the place that I find this to be the most egregious is in the political realm. Um, mm. so when you have people attacking people that they don't agree with politically um, for like, uh, like physical features or aesthetic reasons. Like I don't like this person's hair or uh, the way they dress or something like that. Um, not only does it usually just uh, bolster and steal the resolve of the other side because they're like, that's a stupid reason to attack my person. Um, but it's not accomplishing anything and it makes all your other accusations just seem lame. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it's you're not... You're not helping anything by throwing these these uh, criticisms out there that don't actually matter. Um, right. So I, I try to keep it try to keep it legit. But with that, speaking of legit, yes, merch messages time. Let's do it. Created merch messages. <clears throat> um, you're gonna go, read them. Go. Do you want me to read go. them? Why don't you read them, Luke? You read them. Yeah. Good. I can barely see them, so maybe it's better if you do read them. Uh, we'll start with this I one can... for you, though, Luke. Um, hi, Luke. Okay. What's your opinion on external GPUs? I personally use a Mac Studio M1 Ultra for Blender with no external GPU. Do you think they're worth it? Using it for Blender. So it's very, very likely a professional reason why you're doing it. So it might be a good idea to grab one. Um, external GPUs are very neat um, and very problem 
prone in my experience. Um, their failure rates seem, they feel high to me. Um, so I don't know. I've tried to stay away from them pretty much as much as I can. And that's been pretty easy because I haven't had a lot of use cases why I would, why I would need one. Um, I've used them multiple times and they've been kind of a pain every time. Uh, but when I used to do that was in the infancy of external GPUs. So that kind of makes sense. Um, one time that I used one more recently was with an Asus laptop that Linus had at his house. Um, and it was flawless. So I don't know. That was an external GPU that was made specifically for that laptop. Um, like a power upgrade kind of situation. Maybe that helped it. Um, Someone in Flowplane chat said you can't do eGPU on M1. So maybe get wrecked. <laughs> yeah. I don't wow. Know. Uh, okay. Yeah. Poor Brag guy. him. Them. I mean, I've, I've got another question here on a similar vein. Um, this guy also uses Blender. Cycles. Uh, that work type is dominated by NVIDIA. With NVIDIA prices climbing to the moon, do you think RDNA 3 may be price competitive in this work type? Will AMD ever catch NVIDIA? I have no idea. Um, hopefully. I mean, I'd say. I, I, I can't say how it's going to perform before the thing comes out. Um, but hopefully labs test that type of uh, use case. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it's the proprietary CUDA stuff that NVIDIA just holds, right? That is a big problem. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Reese. Hey, guys, do you have any takes on ID security? Australia has gone through a load of hacks on big businesses recently. Lots of data on the internet. Two out of five of every Aussie personal data went online via health insurance. Yeah, um, I, I find it very entertaining that the places, the, the things that I use that have the worst security um, are government services and banking services, um, which is just crazy. Um, yeah, I I can I can attest to that as well. I'm I'm like, it's it's wild to me that 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 those type of services, in my experience, don't have like they like if they do have two factor, it's just SMS. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. can we can we get this we together not? here, like? <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> it's a lot of banks and uh, government services are often gigantic, extremely, extremely slow moving, mm. super bureaucratic situations where it's very hard to make those types of changes. Yeah. Um, so, like, I get it from from the from the tech teams that work on those services. I'm not blaming you. I understand you're dealing with muddy waters, but. Um, it's just, it's very disappointing. And anytime I go to do any banking stuff or any government services stuff, I'm just like, oh, this is like rough. When, when, when like accounts that I have for like random stupid games that I don't care about have like way better security than my <laughs> yeah. government identity. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like, this is, this is weird, right? Like, I don't know. This like Steam's like, you're not better security. You're not, no one's stealing your skins, bro. Yeah. We got yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, your bank is like, um we sent you at uh, we sent you an email uh could you <laughs> are you who you say you are maybe i don't know you're not allowed to use <laughs> special characters in your password yes yeah. we don't yeah. know how to sanitize and our password inputs character limits oh yeah and no specials Why? and like oh my gosh you used you used the symbol that is on this key in the keyboard and we don't know how to say it so you can't 
<laughs> You're just talking about deja. <laughs> I don't know now. what accent I'm doing. You're it's doing just, deja. That's what the banks. They all. They all. They're all European. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, last merch message. <laughs> if you guys uh, want to deal with this, it's by Nathaniel, longtime watcher, first time merch message. I got my skydiving license last year and okay. wanted to ask if either of you would ever do it. Whoa! Thanks for the gear. I'm uh, assuming that he meant either of you by like Linus and Luke. Linus, but... you have to answer this. Oh, like yeah, Riley would. I'll channel him. You must. You must yeah. channel him. Did you just switch no, our names? No, around? no, you're yeah, you're was, Linus now. Oh. You you have to impersonate Linus impersonating Riley. Well, I'm, I don't have a Linus impression. I wish I did. I just haven't worked on it at all. I can work on it. You you answer the question. You want to skydive, Luke? You can answer the question too, just personally. You don't have to answer it for Linus. Answer it for yourself. No, answer it personally. I think I would definitely do... Now I feel way less of a need or a desire to skydive. I've never skydived. I feel I I think before I had a kid, it changes yeah. you. Before I had yeah. a kid, I'm like, heck yeah, like let's go. I mean the the rate of accidents is so low. I mean like the 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 probability of anything happening is like so low. And so I'm like, oh, maybe if I you know ever get the chance, I'll do it. But now that I have a kid, it's like if someone's like, yeah, you want to go skydiving? I'm like, not really. <laughs> I don't really feel. Why? Why would I? Don't you know, at this need. point, <laughs> like, um, so my my problem with it is I actually looked into this like within the month. Um, let me let me try to find it. Um, it's really expensive. Mm, for that's, one. Yes, very true. Um, it's like genuinely real big money, and then I think they said they got like certified, right? Uh, get, uh in, the, in the merch messages. Oh, it's gone. Message. It's gone. Yeah, you got a license. Sorry. Yeah, let me pull it up. You got a license. Um, so licensing package, best value licensing package. Blah 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 blah. Must complete all these different levels. Basically, okay. PFF package deal: twenty eight hundred dollars. Jeez. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's a lot of money, and it's a lot of time. Like, if I remember correctly, you have to do like. 12 dives you have to answer a skill testing question (laughs) which direction is the ground (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's it's a lot of money and it's a lot of time um yeah interesting to me i would want to do one just for fun before i tried to dedicate to something that was so expensive and took Mm. so much time i also don't understand really the reason to to go skydiving to be certified oh okay i believe that let's like you if go you're like, by oh, yourself I want to skydive well, when i travel like oh just... i think he's saying that he probably or they got in the um uh they got their certification because they're they're doing it uh, maybe they're an instructor i don't know okay well, don't, don't you have to have like a certification or a license to be allowed to do it by yourself without like being strapped oh, to another person yeah and if you want to do it regularly yeah. even if you don't want to be but, like is it, is it worth twenty eight hundred dollars and 12 dives with other people anyways to be able to do it by yourself i think or should you just i think it's a small price people? to pay for to feel alive <laughs> i'd give anything for that you fool <laughs> no oh my um, yeah i don't know it's it's not off the docket for me but uh yeah not so sure 
I'm enjoying diving for now. Maybe on my bucket list. Maybe when I'm an old geezer and I'm like, I'm probably gonna kick it soon. Let's jump on a plane. There was a there was a movie. What? Wasn't didn't they do that in a movie? The bucket list. The movie. I think. <laughs> Moving on. Wait, is there anything else? What do we do? We're moving on to the end it. of the show. The end of the show. Yeah. I think you Just in time for me watching. to leave. Thank yeah. you, Riley, for, for joining me. Hey, um, no is, problem. It is six, so it's time to let you go, I think. I think uh, that's yes. how employment law works. I was going to try and come up with like some uh, some way to extricate way to myself from this uh, situation that I was... Well, this is the best way. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to run the thing from here. Oh, you're going to do it. Okay. we'll see how this goes. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... It should work. I don't know. Wait, I can um, but do yeah, it. Thanks for watching, everyone. We'll see you next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. That's ba what he says. Bad sure. time? Yeah. And bat time or bad? I think he used to say bat and he says bad now. I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. That's funny. I've I've detected a change. Anyways, <laughs> bye. See you later.